On this extra-long episode of The Swearwolves, we discuss my recent trip to Pasadena for the Halloween 45 convention. 45 years of terror. the swearwolves i'm brett i'm david david yes brett i'm we're falling right back into it dude we're this is like <laughs> we're we're doing these episodes not weekly but we're doing these episodes now whenever we feel like it whenever and today we felt like it hasn't it. been that long <laughs> it hasn't been that long before we get into the like the topic of this episode though um i i if somebody listened to our podcast from the beginning and they're still listening like thank you but like back in the beginning we didn't review movies like the first couple episodes we didn't review a movie like we didn't like sit down and like watch movies and then go specifically we're going to talk about this yeah yeah we just kind of talked about stuff like, stuff <laughs> yeah stuff related to horror yeah, we were like, "Oh, Friday the Thirteenth, that's a good movie. Let's talk about so those about movies. the franchise. Let's talk about yeah. sequels." Yeah, exactly. So we're gonna kind of delve back into that kind of mode this episode because we don't have a movie to review. No movie. But I did try to watch a movie yesterday. You tried? I, yeah. Well, it was October first. Was yesterday? So we were recording this on October second. David, you just got back, and this is this is the whole impetus behind this uh, episode. David just got back from the Halloween forty five convention mere um, hours ago. <laughs> lucky bastard. Um, and uh, so that's we're going to give a recap of that and kind of go a deep dive into H forty five. But yesterday was the first day of October, and I was sitting here. Um, you know, my kids are like teenagers or preteens, so they ignore me. And my <laughs> wife was out of town at a, a music festival. And uh, I was like, well, I'm going to watch a horror movie. So I turned on um, uh, Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. Oh, shit. I heard that's terrible. You did not hear incorrectly, my friend. Um, I, you know, I kind of dig the concept. Like, I, uh, you know, as a kid, my, I remember my stepdad like reading Winnie the Pooh to me before bed, and then watching the Disney cartoons of Winnie the Pooh. There was even a live action Winnie the Pooh thing on the Disney Channel when I was growing up that was very creepy. Live action. So that sounds terrifying. <laughs> but it was like it was like you know the costumed characters like from Disneyland. Um, yeah, that's it was what like they that. Were. And it was like, but still yeah. no pants, right? Still no pain. Just a big old Winnie dong. Just yeah, flopping yeah, they, around. They got like, fucking... We're going to make this as realistic as possible. <laughs> they got a prosthetic dong. It's like, I don't think that's what bear's dicks look like. That looks like a human dick. Whatever. <laughs> like, should it. it be lipsticky? I don't know. Like, well, we didn't do a whole lot of research on what a uh, bear dick looks like. But I assume it's a circumcised penis with testicles. Yeah. It's just And it's big and floppy. And veiny. Yeah. Yeah. And he sticks it to piglet. Um <laughs> But this movie, uh, conceptually, I kind of dug it. Mm-hmm. But uh, the execution, not so much. Not so much. And uh, I, I wondered as I was watching it, like, 
Did they have the rights to use the Winnie the Pooh, or is that like it? Maybe that's one of those. That's how they got like, it made. Like it's uh, it's within public domain or whatever the character oh, it's is. Public domain. Okay. I believe so. I, th- I think I remember reading that's how they did it. Because I don't think Disney would have signed off on that. <laughs> no. And as I was watching it, I was like, "Fuck, man!" Like they're they're using like the names, the the specifics of the uh, book. Yeah, and I was like, man, how are they getting away with? Was Eeyore in it? Uh, <laughs> do you want to spoil it? Yeah, I'm going to spoil it a little bit. Well, I didn't watch the end. Um, oh, okay. But at the beginning, they set it up. Okay, Christopher Robin, he goes to the Hundred Acre Wood, and he meets. Um, and this is all done through like uh, kind of animation, like like uh-huh. in the book. Have you ever read the Winnie the Pooh books? Yeah, yeah. Do you know? Do you remember like the drawings that were in there? They weren't mm-hmm. like really good drawings, but they were just like lines, kind of sketches. Like, yeah sketches it's it's kind of done in that style of animation which is kind of cool and it's kind of introducing everything so christopher robin goes to the hundred acre wood and as he, and he like brings food for the for the characters and he meets owl and eeyore and piglet and Pooh. was tigger there he wasn't there not tigger who is oh and rabbit okay so he meets them five so tigger if you recall tigger shows up later in the books ah okay book. i don't remember uh, he's not he's not one of the original uh, he's not one of the OGs. Um, but anyway, um, those five are there. And uh, Christopher Robin brings uh, food for them. And he's basically supplying them with nutrients, like food and stuff. But Christopher Robin gets older and he's got to go away to college. And so he's like, peace out. I'm going to go get my fuck on. And uh, <laughs> he goes away to college. And uh, Pooh and all the uh, all the characters. Uh, How will we eat? Exactly. So they start starving. Oh no! And uh, they they kill fucking Eeyore and they eat him. <laughs> and then was Eeyore like, "This sucks. Please stop <laughs> yeah, eating me. This is well, unfair." I, they, he didn't really talk. They just said it was just the narrator. It's like a British guy. He's like, "Then they ate Eeyore." Um, but uh, they they <laughs> ate him and they vowed that they were going to go back to being more animalistic rather than human because they're you know kind of like. What's that called when the anthropomorphize? What is it? Is that the right word? I have no idea. I'm going <laughs> well, like to use you... it in a sentence later today, though. <laughs> it's like, yeah, people are going to go, what the anthropomorphize? What? I'm like, you I don't know, know what that means? That's how you pronounce it. It's like when you put on human characteristics on an animal. Okay. Yeah. Anthropomorphize. It is attribute human characteristics or behavior to a god, an animal, or an object. Right. Uh, yeah. So, like, if you put googly eyes on your dick, you're anthropomorphizing. <laughs> My dick's a person. Um, his name's Bob. Robert, when I'm hard. Uh, but anyway, uh, <laughs> they decide that they're going to be less human-like and they're going to be more animal-like. So they go back and they stop speaking English and they start, like, uh, hunting humans. They hate humans now and they're going to hunt humans and become uh, human eaters, which I guess is not cannibal. Because it's a different species. Yeah, yeah. It's just nature. Eating Eeyore wasn't being a cannibal. Like, I feel, I feel like a bear would eat a fucking donkey. Sure, if given the opportunity. Yeah, and hungry enough. Yeah, why not? So anyway, um, and then the movie starts, and Christopher Robin and his wife, he's like, I've got to show you the hundred acre wood. Let's go back. And uh, uh, right at the beginning, and then uh, Pooh and uh, Piglet come out. I didn't see Rabbit or Owl. 
Um, but I did see Eeyore's grave. So is Piglet just like <laughs> just squealing? They and don't shit? really make any sound. What? Um, but Piglet has a fucked up. He's got like fucked up tusks now. Like he's like a wild. Okay, like a uh, boar. Pig. You know, like yeah. when, you know, like when pigs, like you know, there's cute pigs. Like oh look, a potbelly pig. And then there's like a javelina, and you're like, ooh. But if you let a pig go in the wild, they'll like grow tusks and they'll like fucking change. Yeah, they'll look ugly. <laughs> That's having Piglet. Yeah, that's what Piglet looked like, and and he was ugly, um, because he was like walking, like he's a human with a mask on. Yeah, he's walking that's, upright, I mean, and that's what it fucking looked like—a human with a mask. <laughs> the masks are cool looking though. That's good. Like, and and you can buy those masks. They make them. Yeah. Like, I mean, I'm not going to. So that's a, that's a hard pass. <laughs> I'm good. Um, but they're made out of like silicone, so they're like really like uh, good, and they fit, and they like like you move your mouth, and they move their mouth. Yeah, but anyway, it, it got boring. I mean, it, it basically follows this group of girls who are like, oh, we're gonna go on a retreat, a girls' retreat, and they're out there in the. Uh, so it just kind of turns Airbnb. into a woods slasher. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's a it's a yeah, it's basically wrong turn, right? Um, just with yeah, Winnie the Pooh. <laughs> Piglet too, um, yeah. So, uh, but I like I said, I didn't see it all, so I'm not going to give it a full review. But I, I, I couldn't make it through it. <laughs> but it would be bad if uh, if I did. If you were to finish, <laughs> yes. So, no way you so. did them a favor by not finishing. Exactly, exactly. Uh, they are making a sequel. I heard though, oh, which is dear. <laughs> oh bother, oh um, bother. But... That's what it should be called. <laughs> yeah. Tut tut looks like rain. Yeah, so that's uh that that's my horror movie. And then and then AMC I think has been sh- starting their like Halloween like 31 days of October whatever. Yeah, I've been getting emails from like every streaming service about all the Halloween movies they've got up and yeah. I was like, yeah, keep it yeah. going. And and speaking of Halloween like that's what I've been watching. It was like Halloween they did them they always do them fucked up orders cuz Halloween 3 was on. I watched the end of that which oh, we'll get to uh, uh why that was kind of cool. But Halloween 3 was on and then uh, Halloween 2 and then Halloween. <laughs> and then it was like Halloween 4 and Halloween 5 and I'm like what the that fuck? That doesn't make any like, sense. What kind of are they doing? Tip order is this? <laughs> I watched a bunch of Halloween movies too like over the last couple of weeks just to get prepared for the convention. Yeah, so let's talk about the convention. For those of you who don't know, um, well, I mean, it's the 45th uh, anniversary of uh, the great uh, John Carpenter's Halloween, 1978. Um, they started his career, started Jamie Lee Curtis's career, and now she just won an Oscar. Congrats. Congrats. She listens, uh, JLC. She, she does, listens. yeah, she's a big fan. Uh, <laughs> At least someone named Jamie Lee Curtis 025 <laughs> underscore 37 lessons. And I sent her money for a movie. She's like, I'm making a movie. Would you please <laughs> donate? Of course. <laughs> of course. Anything for you, Jamie Lee. Um, but yeah, so uh, they celebrate. Sean Clark puts on, If you, I mean, he's a guy who represents all these celebrities at all these conventions that we go to. Big Halloween fan. He's put on these conventions in the past and uh, 45. Yep. Yeah, Sean's a good dude. He was very busy yeah. this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine. It was probably I could I was thinking about that too cuz he was showing pictures on uh, his Instagram and I was looking at him and I was like, I cannot imagine the pressure. Oh yeah. And the stress that it's he's probably it's probably just like you know when you like really have to shit like you sh- have to shit but it's like not coming out and you got to push. <laughs> It's like that. And then it like finally comes out and you're just like, oh, and your butthole just relaxes. 
That's what Monday probably was for him. <laughs> but it's all stretched out. Yeah. And like, it's just oh. like going back to tired butthole. Yeah, your fart is just wind. Yeah. Yeah, but at least it's out. But yeah, it probably is like that because he was just running around nonstop. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, tell me about it. Going into the show, like I had bought tickets months ago. I bought um, weekend passes for my wife and I, and I was kind of bummed at the time because they had a VIP option, which was limited to, and I think they ended up overselling it, but I think it was supposed to be like 250 or something. But I signed up to be on the mailing list. So like when tickets go on sale, let me know. And, you know, I was going to go VIP for sure on that one. It was a no brainer. Yes. And I never got an email. And then one day just randomly checking the Halloween 45 website, saw that the link was open to buy tickets. And I was like, what? So I clicked on it and VIP was already sold out. Like I had no idea that they even went on sale. So I don't know how many days late I was, but that was kind of a bummer. So, you know, kind of in the, in the last couple weeks leading up to the show, there's been a lot of rumors online, like a lot of, I hear Jamie Lee Curtis is actually going to show up, even though they said she's not, I think John Carpenter's going to come just weird things like that. And you know, there's a, uh, an exclusive Dr. Chalice Halloween three figure from NECA that was, they're only doing a thousand of them and they were going to do 500 each day. And I'm kind of doing the math in my head and it's a limit of two per people. And I was like, those things are probably going to get snapped up by the VIP people. And I was like, I really want to get one of those. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to put it out there and see if anybody's got a VIP uh, that they're willing to sell. So I uh, went through the Facebook group for the Halloween 45 show and just kind of Put it out into the universe. Yeah. Plus, I wanted to mention here, too, um, and, and you'll get into this, but David also has a huge Halloween collection. Like, yeah. you got the pinball machine. Like, it's it's one of your favorite franchises, for sure. And uh, he's got uh, his uh, Michael Myers mask, which I'm looking at in the background. And he's got a lot of stuff that he wanted to get signed, too. So going VIP ensures that you get in there a little bit earlier, and you can kind of get up to these. It makes things. it a lot easier to get all that done if you got a, a long Plus, list, for sure. I believe, and, and you probably get into this, you get a couple of line skips, right? You do. Yeah. Okay. Two. Two. Spoiler. To be precise. <laughs> Spoiler you get a little card with like two boxes for line skips, and then hopefully you don't lose it the second you walk in the door like I did when we went to Steel City. Is it Steel City that I lost it, or is that Horror Hound? Yeah. Steel yeah, City? you were... Oh, I think... It, yeah, it was Steel City because I believe it was... Uh, we were going to meet John Carpenter. Yes, yes, yes. Like, and it was when we got to the front of his line, I was like, oh, my card. <laughs> oh. I'm like, well, that sucks. I got mine. <laughs> but anyway, so... Um, uh, last week or maybe the week before, I got a message uh, on Facebook from a guy uh, named Sean, uh, not Sean Clark, uh, but spelled the same way. Uh, mm. Last name Clark. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, different last name. <laughs> but uh, he was like, hey, I've got an extra ticket. Um, the person who was coming with me can't make it. I'm traveling from New Jersey. Uh, if you want it, you know, it's, it's available. So I was like, okay, how much do you want for it? And because uh, I did have one other person who had reached out before, but he was really slow about replying, which he later apologized for. Um, but he was asking a little bit above the face value for the ticket, which I, uh-huh. I get it. Um, but this guy was like, oh, I'm not looking to like gouge anybody or anything like that. I just want it to go to somebody who's going to enjoy it. Uh, so I'll, I'll sell it to you for exactly what I paid. So I was like, nice. Done. So I sent him the money. He sent me the PDF. So I was like, all right, I'm good to go. Drove down Friday afternoon. I had the day off. And, um, did you end up selling your extra ticket? I didn't. What I ended up doing, um, and I'll just skip ahead just a little bit. I wanted to make sure I trusted the guy that sold me the ticket, but there's always that thing in the back of your head. It's like, just in case that this is a scam, 
I want to still have that ticket just in case I need it. I don't want to be like, yeah. oh, fuck, now I got to go get in the line to go buy another ticket. So I held on to it. The second I got my VIP pass and all was well in the universe, I then mm. went on the same group where I got my ticket and was like, hey, if anybody wants two free tickets uh, for the weekend, they're yours, like free. I, two? I don't, I'm, don't, I don't even want money. Just I take them. So somebody oh, wow. messaged me within minutes and they were gone. Oh, okay. Two? Yeah, because my wife was going to go with me. I'll get into that. Actually, you know, let's go down that road <laughs> okay. right now. So my wife was supposed to go with me to the show. And in the days leading up, I kept telling her, I was like, hey, listen, there's rumors that that Carpenter or and or Jamie Lee Curtis are going to show up. And the rumor is that it's going to happen on Sunday and it's going to happen in the second half of the day. And I don't know if they're, it's going to be like just a, a panel thing or just a photo op or if they're going to do autographs. But if they're going to be there... I'd, I'd really like to see it. And that was the day that we were actually, the plan was we were going to get everything done Saturday and then Sunday morning, get up and maybe go into the convention hall for like a couple of minutes just to pick up anything that I may have missed and then head home and then, you know, be home by like dinner time. Yeah. Um, Cause my wife had to work on Monday. I we're recording on Monday. It's Monday right now. Uh, I took the day <laughs> off, <laughs> but my wife did not. So she was like, listen, it's your birthday weekend. Like, I want to be there for you, but I really don't want to do that. Like, I don't want to be there late. Uh, and she's like, but I also don't want you being grouchy if it, like, it works out that they showed up and you weren't there for it. And uh, so I kind of brought it up and I was like, hey, listen, there's there was a thing for her job. Like, she goes to a lot of shows related to her line of work. And there was something she wanted to go to on Friday, the day that I was leaving. I was like, maybe there's a way we can make each other happy here. And not, you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> and or like not getting a fight about it. Why don't yeah. you do your thing Friday? I'll fly solo for the weekend and we'll celebrate my birthday next weekend. So that was the deal. So I went by myself. Oh, <laughs> you, you, you went. I didn't I didn't realize she didn't even go yeah, she to didn't California. Go. I thought she went out to California and just was like, eh, I'll just go to the beach or whatever. Yeah, no, no. I flew solo. And I had also bought a ticket for the after party on Saturday, which is free for VIP. So I bought an extra one for her. This is before we canceled her. So I had an extra after party ticket too, which I also uh, wound up giving away. Yeah. <laughs> but look at you. such So generous. Yeah, trying to put some good karma out into the universe. Anyway, so I, think, I, think I get down that. there on Friday, um, check into my hotel. The The event, the the show was only on Saturday and Sunday. There was no Friday uh, show, which was kind of interesting. Yeah, Friday is when they were doing the tours. Like, yeah, Horrors Hallowed Grounds was doing a, a bus tour where they would drive you all around and you see the various like filming locations from the franchise, um, which would have been really cool, but that would have required... Uh, I would have had to get there on Thursday, really, for that, because they left first thing... Friday morning. I was like, I'm not doing that. Yeah. And I believe that was a limited ticket run also it on was. That because they were only going to do so many. But even before that went on sale, I, I thought about it and I was like, I could get a hotel for another night and do it. But I was like, Ugh. I also have a car and I can go drive and see all those things myself. And we did. Yeah. And we've time. seen a bunch of when them already. <laughs> when we were out there, we were like, oh, there's this place. Just real quick. I would recommend people to go to the Horrors Hollowed Ground uh, YouTube channel um, and you can see a lot of this stuff that Sean's already done. He's already done the two, uh, the videos of, of the filming locations for the various Halloween movies, but also Friday the 13th and uh, yeah. fucking Hellraiser and all this other kind of shit. Of like, he does, he has so many but, of them, and they're yeah. all really well done. Like yeah. Sean puts in a ton of research, and like he, he lines up his shots and everything. It's like, so you can see like then and now. It's really yeah. cool. 
a lot of this stuff has also been on the Blu-ray releases mm-hmm. uh, through Scream Factory. Yep. Um, so he knows his shit. If, if there's an expert in like filming locations and and he's the guy. Uh, yeah, and horror movies. He, <laughs> Absolutely. He's the guy. Not, and not even just horror movies because he's done some that aren't even horror movies. So it's true. But anyway. Continue. <laughs> so I get there Friday, check in to my hotel, and they had a um, playing at a, a, a movie theater within walking distance of the hotel in the convention center. They were doing a screening of Halloween uh, that evening. So I was like, ah, perfect. So I went and got a bite to eat, went to the movie theater, and uh, I don't. This is gonna sound wrong. I, I don't mean it this way. A really uh-huh. shitty old theater, yeah. like we're like. The seats are all old. The floor is sticky. The auditorium is very small. It's not stadium yeah. style. Like it's got like a slight slope. So if you get somebody with a big head or big hair, you're fucked. Uh, but I didn't have that. Now that was in Pasadena. Yeah. Was that right down off of Colorado Boulevard, like um, north on the north side of Colorado Boulevard, behind some other buildings and stuff? I believe so. Okay, because if it's the theater that I think it is, I think I might have seen Halloween H2O when it was released in that theater. Was it kind of a real small place? You know, it's been obviously 25 years. Because there is one that's on Colorado um, that's a really nice theater. It was not that one. And that's where it was originally actually supposed to play, but that screening got canceled. So then it got oh, okay. it moved to a different theater down the street. Well, one of not those nice. is, I think, the theater that I went and saw Halloween H2O that's when it awesome. was released back in... Uh, uh, 98 yeah very which cool which is kind of fun yeah anyway go ahead yeah so it was like a lot of people uh that were obviously going to the convention were, that were also there and uh the guy that sat right next to me i ended up bumping into him several times at the show which was kind of cool but it was was re- it fun to watch it on the theater in the theater dude it was so fun like and then just in such a little theater um i think i saw i think i saw halloween one other time in the theater years mm-hmm. ago uh, so this is the first time in a while and it was just it was really cool to i watch halloween all the time but when you watch it at yeah. home it is a little bit different like you got your phone or your laptop it, it, there's distractions it was cool to just sit in the dark and watch it all the way through and i really appreciated like god damn this is such a good movie like the way carpenter shot it like the camera movement mm-hmm. it's in panavision like everything feels big the score ties everything together it, it was kind of magical definitely uh, so after that, and this is kind of funny. So after I walk out, there was a lot of talk online about like, so VIP people, what's the process? Like, how do we check in? How do we get, when do we get our lanyards? How does all this work? And a lot of it, like people were saying, well, they said that at 8 a.m. on Saturday morning, you can come down and you can get your lanyard. Well, as I walk out, I'm checking my phone and they're like, oh, they started letting people get their shit tonight. So I was like, mm. fuck. So I pull up my little map and I'm like, how far am I from? the the convention hall i think it was about a half a mile or something like that i legit ran like (laughs) jogged out uh to the venue and um i just missed it so i was not able to get my my stuff so then um saturday morning i got up and i was like okay i I still want to try to get there fairly early to get my stuff so that way i can be at the towards the front of the vip line and get the figure knocked out first (laughs) yeah because the figure was like the most important thing i feel like well definitely for me because that was the one thing that i asked you to pick up for me yes um initially and i wanted one too because it is cool yeah, no, I, I we both wanted one. Yeah, um, obviously we both have the Night of the Creeps uh, figure, mm-hmm. and um, signed by Tom Atkins. And uh, you know, Neca worked with Sean, worked with Tom Atkins, and agreed to do. I think Randy from Neca agreed to do a limited run 
just for this convention. Now, I don't know what the rights are. I don't know what all of the ins and outs of the deals are because a lot of people, and we'll get to this a little bit later, but a lot of people in the action figure world of mm-hmm. online have been bitching about it. Oh, because there was an exclusive? Because there was an exclusive, not that there was just an exclusive, but that they didn't offer it like at least online. Like, you know, 500 of them could be sold online if you wanted to. Doesn't and, that kind of take away the fact that it's an exclusive? Well, sometimes, yes, it does. But sometimes <laughs> like with NECA, like for instance, um, New York Comic Con, it's coming up. And they had a couple of exclusives for New York Comic Con. One of them being um, the uh, Ghostface Takes Manhattan figure. And it's basically, they don't have the rights to Scream 6. <laughs> so <laughs> it's just like Ghostface and it's like. But they have the Ghostface rights. Okay, yes, they that, have the Ghostface rights. That's and pretty they smart. Have, like anybody can say New York <laughs> because I don't think that that's copyrighted. But uh, it, so they just put a couple of like New York shit in there. And it's like, oh, this is like the Scream 6 basically Ghostface, which is cool. That is cool. But they offered it as a convention exclusive, but you could also go online and pre-order it. Yeah, I uh, see I see both sides of it. Yeah, so anyway, so that was one of the things when I when I saw that that was getting released, Sean announced it. I I got a copy of Horror Hound uh, magazine actually that had had it in there and we had talked and I was like, dude, you yeah, got to get one of these. You can get that. <laughs> get one for yeah. me. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So lucky for you, I couldn't sleep. Uh, it was like Christmas morning. <laughs> So I, I was laying in bed like with my well, that's eyes. That's what I was going to ask you. What time open. did the convention start on Saturday? VIP could get in at ten, and then general admission at eleven. Okay. So I just kind of laid around in my bed for a little bit. And I was like, you know what? Why am I doing this? I could either just sit here and watch TV, or I could just go in line. It's a nice day. It was like low sixties. I was like, I'm just going to go mm-hmm. now. So I think by the time I walked down there. Uh, it was about 7 a.m. And I had a little cart that I had bought that had all my all my wares in that I wanted to get signed. Uh, Brett, Brett, Brett knows this. Uh, I hurt my shoulder like a month and a half or so ago, and I'm still kind of healing. And I was like, I'm going to be so sore lugging all this shit around. So I'm just going to be a dork and get a little cart, which came in so handy. I so, bet. I bet um, that cart. We've I've seen people with cart. I've seen people yeah. pulling fucking wagons uh, around at conventions before. Yeah, it just sucks. So. Usually when I see it, I'm like, oh, that person's like a flipper. And it's like, <laughs> no, I'm just a guy with a lot of shit and a sore arm. So maybe yeah. I won't be so judgmental next time I see somebody with one of those. Yeah. Uh, so I got down there um, about seven o'clock, I think was about the time when I rolled up. And there were only like maybe two, like, I think I counted less than 20 people in front of me. But then I was curious because like there's a line, that's the line to get your credentials. And then once you get those, you go into another line to actually get in the show. So I was like, I don't know how many people got their lanyards the previous night. I found out after I got my stuff. um, After that, I was about 50th in line. So I think about 30 or so people probably got their stuff on Friday. So still not too bad. Mathematically, I was like, it is impossible for me to not be able to get a Tom Atkins figure. So I think at that point, I texted you and I was like, we're good. Because they were doing 500 one day, 500 the next day, and it was limited to two per per person. person. Yeah. So I was like, I feel very good. Uh, Unless I get into the convention hall and I can't find where they're selling it. Otherwise, we should be fine. And that was not a problem at all because it was literally the very first table uh, when you walk in. So when, <laughs> nice. they, when they let us in, that table was on the left. I was like, uh, and it was it was also easy to spot because that is where everyone was going. Everyone wanted that Dr. <laughs> Chalice figure. Uh, so yeah. 
stood in that for 20 minutes or so, but it got both of our figures without a fuss. So I was like, all right. And then I'll, I was like, I'll come back later and get Tom because I got the, one of those line skips. And the line skips you could only use for certain guests. Tom was one of them. So I was like, I'm going to wait till later in the day when that line's super fucking long because it's going to be. And then I'll mm-hmm. just use my line skip and get him then. So it actually worked nice. out really, really well. So I didn't go get him right away. And I probably won't go in order here as far as all the people I met. It might be easier just to go by movie. Yeah. Because <laughs> that sounds good. I think I. I or item that you got signed. Yeah. Like you I, could do I that. counted. I think I got like, I think I met like 28 people. And I think I got like, Jesus and I think Christ. I got 35 signatures. Holy shit. Something like that. Give or take, because there was one guest that actually didn't show that I needed that ended up canceling. Uh, spoiler, that was Steve Miner, who I was going to get, that we talked about yeah. last week on uh, Friday the 13th, part two uh, and three. Yeah, and thankfully, I, you I, I declined sending you. did not you. send it so, to me. So. I didn't send David my two and three posters, and part of the reason was is because I didn't want to like package them all up and send them, because that's kind of a pain in the ass. But the other part was... Um, I didn't want to add more shit to you <laughs> lugging around. No, seriously, because David shared with me. David, David's funny uh, because besides being humorously funny, he's funny like with his idiosyncrasies because David, every time we go to a convention, he makes a list on his phone of everybody he wants to meet. And it's got like a check checkbox next to it. And then he like makes a list of everything he needs to bring. Now, that's just, he's just being thorough. I get it. <laughs> But it's a little OCD. <laughs> it's a little OCD. He shared this list with me and I still can see it. So I was watching along during the day when he would check shit off. You were tracking me in real time. Like fucking Santa Claus at NORAD. <laughs> um, but anyway, uh, so he shared it with me and he's like, this is my list so far. Um, we won't get into like, you know, how much of everything you you were going to get signed and, and whatnot, but well, cause you're going to go into that, but it's like, he's like, what do you think about this? And should I meet this person? Cause he always like, we always run it by people by each other. Like, is this person worth getting on this poster? <laughs> I mean, they, they, uh, their toe is in the movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're in there for like one shot. What do you think? Yeah. Usually the answer is still yes. Guess get them on the <laughs> for you. They're, they're in it. You're always like, yeah, yeah anybody, anybody. <laughs> but regardless, um, so uh, I, I brought that up. Why did I bring that up? Just uh, oh, the uh, Friday the Thirteenth uh, two and three posters. Oh, the Friday the Thirteenth thing. So I saw all that list of shit that you were gonna bring, and I'm like, fuck, dude, I'm not gonna. He's gonna put be busy. my shit in with that. Yeah, I mean, he's got a lot of stuff to do. So no, oh, well, it's very anyhow. nice. But I would have been in his table anyway, so it wouldn't have been a problem. Yeah. But, yeah, but I know. But thank you. It ended up it did, ended up not mattering because he wasn't there. I was like, oh. <laughs> the first person I met was um, after I got uh, the figure. Um, Adrian Barbeau was like right there, and she had nobody at her table. It's so like, Psh. so I went over and nice. talked to her. Um, she signed. I've got the. Uh, was that Neca that put that out? The uh, figure. I have a question. Yeah. Am I an idiot? What was Adrian Barbeau in Halloween? Oh, she's in. Uh, a deleted scene from Rob Zombie's Halloween. Okay. All right. Great question. Because like, when she got added as a guest, I did the same thing. I was like, what? Yeah, I know she was married to John Carpenter, and her son is Cody Carpenter, right? Mm-hmm. Yep. And they have something to do with the Halloween franchise, obviously. But I was like, Adrian Barbeau. Now that I think about it, I'm like... I had the same reaction when she was added. I was like, what was she in? And I found out she was in a deleted scene from Rob Zombie's Halloween, which I did not get her to sign my Rob Zombie's Halloween poster because, you know, we were just talking about like, oh, so-and-so is only in it for a second, blah, blah, blah. Like, I usually don't do that. Like, if it's a deleted scene 
or like yeah. they're in the TV version. Like there were a couple of actresses from the TV version of Halloween. I didn't get them. I was like, no, only in the version that I w- actually watched. Yeah. The, the version of the movie. The one that everyone has seen. Yeah, exactly. Yes. So, but I did get her on the NECA figure, uh, which looks really cool. She signed in white. The NECA fog, the fog. The fog, yes. Um, the Stevie Wayne figure. Stevie Wayne figure. Yeah, that does look great. And uh, if and when I meet her again, I'm going to bring mine because that figure is awesome. I've, I've never, I haven't opened it. I'm not going to open yeah, it because uh, it looks good. Like the packaging on that, uh, on those figures looks really good. It's really cool. And I did talk to her a little bit about the figure and I was like, is this a first for you? Have you ever been an action figure before? And she was like, you know... I think so. She's like, there might have been like a swamp thing one. She's like, but if there was, she's like, it's nothing like this one. She's like, this one is like all me and it's just really cool. And and I'm telling you, I think they should, I, if NECA, NECA's not listening, but if NECA did a swamp thing figure, like swamp thing mm-hmm. and then her, like that would be, that would look fucking rad. It would be really cool. So... Neca, get on that. I, Do it. The movie is shit, but the fi- a figure of the Swamp Thing that would look awesome. Yeah, and then so um, she signed that, and then I also had her sign my Escape from New York one sheet, so I got her on that one. Did you have her sign your the thing? No, I didn't. I thought about okay. bringing my the thing posters, but I was already like, you, you saw my list. I was like, it's just yeah. so much, and I was like, she's yeah. just the voice of the computer. She's just a voice of a computer. Yeah. So I did not do it, but I did think about it. And that was kind of a last minute decision. Even as I was packing up my stuff, I was like, do I take the thing? And I was like, no, no, I'm not going to do that. No. Yeah. Agreed. We can just kind of go movie by movie. So my main priority and my primary reason for bringing that rolling crate with me (laughs) was so that I wouldn't have to carry my uh, Halloween pinball machine back glass around with me. So I I -hmm. put that in there with some cleverly placed pillows to keep it from clanging around (laughs) and uh so i was like all right my first priority is going to get the uh halloween part one the original people and i've already met a bunch of them so i did not meet like uh nancy loomis or pj souls nick castle uh tommy lee wallace these are all people i'd met at previous shows but there were people there um that i had not met before so the first one i got uh i believe was will sandin who played michael myers as a six-year-old Young Michael Myers, yeah. He still is young Michael Myers. Like, that guy's got to be in his early 50s. He looks young. Yeah, well, I mean, think about it. The movie was made in 78. He yeah. was probably, and what, I think he seven? said he was seven or not. Yeah. Eight, something like that. He was really young. Yeah, so he was probably born in 1970. Yeah, so he's like 50. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he looked younger than that. Uh, he was nice. Uh, you know, we didn't talk too much, but he, he thought the glass was really cool and signed it. And then I went over after that and I talked to um, Brent LePage, uh, who played um, Lonnie. One of the bullies. Yeah, Lonnie. Get your ass away from there. Uh, Lonnie, who actually uh, reprises the character, uh, reprises uh, a role. Well, I guess not reprises. Comes back in the new Halloween uh, trilogy. Mm -hmm. Uh, Lonnie's a big part of Halloween Kills. And actually the father of the boyfriend of the main girl in the Halloween uh, franchise. Yeah. And the guy that played him as an adult was also there. Uh, I, but I, yeah, I, I didn't meet him. That guy is also in a show that I just finished watching. Um, oh yeah. Yeah, that's right. He was in, um, midnight mass, midnight mass. And, and he's, he's really also good in, in it. uh, blind manner, I think too. Okay. Yeah. 
I want to say he's in that, but yeah, he's really awesome in Midnight Mass. He's in the first four episodes of that uh, yeah. show because I was like, that guy was fucking Lonnie, wasn't he? And I had to look it up. And, Dude, and it's funny you say that because the, when I watched Midnight Mass, I did the same thing. I was like, who is that guy? And I looked him up. And I was like, ah, oh, okay, yeah. So, but the original Lonnie, the OG Lonnie, yeah, he, he was, was there. He was nice. Uh, yeah. uh, kind of the same. Uh, and then um, I talked to um, Mickey uh, Yablins or Yablans. I'm not sure how you pronounce his last name. Um, yeah. who was Richie, one of the other bullies. Al- yeah. Also very gonna nice. Gonna get you. Gonna get you. Gonna get you. Boogeyman's gonna get you. Fuck <laughs> he, you. He was a little more chatty. Um, Brent LePage is pretty quiet, but uh, yeah. we were talking about the pinball machine. He's like, oh, I still need to play this game. I've heard it's really cool. And I was like, uh-huh. oh yeah, man. And uh, he, I was kind of telling him about it. Want to come over to my house? <laughs> yeah, hey, can I, you want to be my friend? <laughs> come over, waiter. <laughs> Don't bully me. <laughs> <laughs> um, and he Tripped was like, you while you were walking away <laughs> Yeah, it's falling my pumpkin I'm like, oh You fall on your back glass He's yeah, like, just like it. the movie <laughs> <laughs> That was I mean, Brett LePage like high five each other <laughs> Bastards <laughs> Oh, and then, yeah And then he runs away And fucking runs into Nick Castle um so then uh <laughs> but he was more chatty he said he oh yeah so he was asking me about the game and then i was telling him like how there's videos in it and i was like you're in the game and he's like oh that's amazing i don't get any royalties off that <laughs> you're uh, like, well, i was like sorry no. yeah, bye-bye <laughs> maybe you want to contact spooky pinball <laughs> <laughs> actually i think i did ask him or he asked me about it because uh, he's like i would like to have one i think it was him that was asking that it was either him or the next person i met mm-hmm. uh which was uh, John Michael Graham, who played Bob. Fucking Bob with his long toes. <laughs> Dude, Did you ask him if you could see his toes? Hey, take your shoes off. <laughs> Let me see what you got here. Let me see them piggies. <laughs> them grippers are long. God damn. <laughs> I bet you swim fast with those flippers. He's <laughs> like, oh yeah, I'm super fast in water and I'm completely shaved. And I was like, oh, <laughs> too much information, dude. Uh, um, uh, Bob? Fucking Bob. Looks exactly the same, just just older. You showed me a picture of uh, you with him, and I was just like, "Yeah, he looks. He has aged very well. Yes. I mean, that's forty five years ago. So the guy's got to be sixty five, yeah, at very least, right? At, at least. Didn't look it. Um, no. he was really nice, and he was asking questions about the glass and stuff, and then he was kind of just talking about how much he loves like meeting people and going to these shows, and like that he just can't believe that it's turned into what it is. And he talked about how and this comes up later like in one of the panels i saw about how like none of them thought this was going to turn into a phenomenon uh, none of them yeah. thought he was even going to like really be seen <laughs> yeah yeah and he's like and he's like and the first time i saw it like with the music and everything i was like oh wow this is actually something that like it's good this, this is a good movie <laughs> like who knew yeah. like i thought it was just in a shit movie <laughs> now did you ask him um about his uh, sexual uh, prowess, his prowess and how he how he doesn't <laughs> he doesn't last that long. <laughs> you told did you tell him like uh, Frank Thomas has pills about <laughs> to help him? <laughs> yes. Yeah, you gotta get the big hurt to help you out. <laughs> and by the way, she'll like it too. Uh, Doug Flutie. <laughs> <laughs> they got they got pills that'll make your dick work. It's like oh, <laughs> do they now? Your testosterone. 
No, but they did kind of joke about that in the uh, Halloween 78 panel uh, yeah. about like that scene and how awkward it was and how, yeah, it wasn't very, it didn't last long. <laughs> it was just awkward. <laughs> He's like, uh, but did you see PJ Soul's tits? I mean, come on, you hey! would have come fast too. <laughs> Am I right? <laughs> come on, guys. <laughs> Where's Dennis Quaid to back me up? Um, <laughs> that's cool. I was going to ask you about the Yablins kid. Yeah, yeah. Um, his dad was Irwin. like the producer. Yes. Irwin, who was, was like gonna, the producer, right? And he was going to be at the show. Um, hopefully he's doing better. Uh, I guess for health reasons, he had to cancel kind of uh, in the last week or so. He had to pull out. Bob knows a lot about that. <laughs> <laughs> about pulling out? Absolutely he does. Oh. Um, yeah, so hopefully he's doing good. But I was planning on getting uh, Irwin on my parts two and three poster. I wasn't going to have him sign the glass since he wasn't in the movie, but I was going to get him like on my couple other posters. Should mention the glass too. Uh, Jason Edmiston was there, and Jason Edmiston does a lot of uh, artwork, horror artwork um, for NECA uh, for some of their packaging of their eight-inch figures. But uh, he did the artwork for the Halloween pinball machine. Yep, and he also he just replicated that poster basically. Um, yeah, he did. They had a print that you could pre-order at the show, and then they had an, yeah. an exclusive version that was like just an alternate color. I think it was kind of a purplish version. Yeah. Uh, that you could order at his table. And his his line was also super long all day. Um, and he was one, I even, he was one of the people I texted you about. I was like, should I get him mm-hmm. to sign my glass? And I was like, I'm kind of leaning towards just people that were on screen in the movie. And you agreed with me. And yeah, on screen in the movie or like helped make the movie. Like we're an integral part. Like Tommy Lee Wallace, I guess technically is on screen. But like John Carpenter, you'd have sign oh, that because he directed the movie. Jason Emerson did the art. And I was thinking about it and I was like, maybe the back of the glass, but then it would shine through because the light comes through that, I think. And it would be backwards. <laughs> and it would be backwards. And so I was like, eh, because that's what I was initially going to respond to you. I was like, oh, maybe you just have them sign it. Like, hey, the artwork by. But then I'm like, fuck that. Yeah, it's like, no, I'm not going to do that. So I If he ever came over to your house, have him sign the cabinet. Yes, that would be cool. <laughs> yeah, but the glass, cast members only. <laughs> yeah, so when he inevitably comes to my house, I'll have yeah. to remember that. He's got an open invite. He does. <laughs> uh, so that was it for the part one people. And then um, the part two people, I, I got, um, you know, I have an original one sheet of that that's already got uh, a handful of signatures on it. And John I added, Carpenter being one of them. Mm-hmm. And I added uh, several more uh, this time. So I met, uh, I think the first person I met was Adam Gunn, who was young Michael Myers in like a flashback scene. Yeah. So he flashes back. Lori's remembering back. Uh, I think it's Lori who's remembering back. It's kind of, th- that movie's fucking stupid. I, I watched it again the other day and I was like, what the fuck is going on here? But Michael's in the mental hospital basically. Yeah. And he like turns around and he looks at the camera. Yeah. I got him to sign the poster. He was really quiet, so I didn't really talk too much with him. And then same thing with the next guy that I met, which was Ty Mitchell, who has uh, an all, also a very, very small part. He's the kid that's walking into the hospital with a bloody mouth his, because he, oh, he bit into an apple with a razor blade. A in razor it. blade. And his mom's like, you fucking dolt. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you asshole. <laughs> um, and then I got Gloria Gifford, who played uh, Mrs. Alvis, uh, the nurse. The head nurse the head who gets nurse. pissed off at the one nurse for being late. Yep. She was yep. really, really nice. So we talked a little bit. Um, she's from New York. I think she's from mm-hmm. Queens. Uh, my family's from upstate New York, mostly, on my mm-hmm. dad's side. So we, we talked a little bit about that. Um, but she was really cool and signed the poster. And then I got, um, oh, Rick Rosenthal, the director. Oh, got to have him, right? Yeah. And I got him to sign an orange, like right above where it says Halloween. It actually looks really cool and kind of pops on nice. the poster. Was he nice? 
he was super nice and something super dorky that I always do is like, and it, cause it's an easy in for me when I notice somebody's left-handed, I, mm-hmm. that's usually one of my go-to like conversations. Oh, I'm left-handed too. Oh, I can always spot one of my own. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't say that, but, uh, we, we were talking about, uh, he was, cause I think I, when I brought, when I mentioned it, he was like, Oh, do you do everything left-handed? He's like, cause most lefties I know. And he's do like, you, uh, do everything. What, what hand do you jerk off with? <laughs> What hand would you jerk me off with? <laughs> Do you want to be in the sequel to Halloween 2? If you were jerking off two people at the same time, which one would you use on me? <laughs> uh, but yeah, he talked about how he does like some things right hand, like sports stuff. Uh, yeah. Like catching a ball. I can't remember, but... Like- like if you had a, like a baseball glove on, would you put it on your right hand and throw it with your left hand? Absolutely, yeah. Here, 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 <laughs> do you, you and you bat lefty also? Yes, I do almost everything left-handed except I play guitar and bass left hand or right-handed. Right-handed. And that's I, just because that's how you were taught. And I fight. And I fight right. right-handed. <laughs> not that I. Not that I fight a lot. But uh, from karate. Used doing karate. Like yeah, I just that, that's how I was taught. Also, so I fight right. But he was really cool and uh, signed my poster. And something that I I really like about this Halloween two poster that I've got. And now it's got a shit ton of signatures on it is I don't mm-hmm. have a color scheme like and I usually do like usually I go with like one particular color on my posters. Yep. But this one's just a hodgepodge. But I think it really works like um, Leo Rossi when I met him uh, at I think Texas Frightmare. Or I don't remember what show but like he signed in blue mm-hmm. and then uh, somebody else signed in silver. So I was just like I was kind of telling everybody like sign in whatever color you want. Yep. Um, so I, I think a few of them signed in gold. A couple signed in silver. Rick signed in orange. Yeah, I got that. My scream one sheet is uh, a hodgepodge, and I actually really dig it. Yeah. Um, I there's something about having everybody sign in one solid color that looks really cool, like like your back glass for your pinball machine. Yeah, it's all I think silver. That looks all silver. That's the way to go. But there's some some posters when you look at them, you're like, fuck, everybody signed in different. It also goes to be like it wasn't just not that. Your your backlash was this. It wasn't just a line of people that I was like, oh, sign this, sign this, sign this. It was like exactly. I had to go to different fucking places. It kind of tells a story. Different... Yeah, and even like um, I think I mentioned this probably when we did the recap of whatever show this was. But when I met Charles Cyphers, I think it was at um, Days of the Dead. Also, side note, Charles Cyphers get well. Uh, he had to pull out of the show and he had to have surgery, but I heard he's doing okay. Oh, okay, good. But, I was going to ask if he was there because... He, he um, was supposed to be, but uh, last minute um, health issue. But um, one of the panels, uh, Nancy Keys said that uh, he's doing well. Charles so. Cyphers is an old dude. Super nice guy too. But yeah, getting up there yeah. in the years. Yeah. But really, really nice. But I was going to say is he signed mine in blue Sharpie in a black area. So his, uh, his signature is almost invisible on my poster. <laughs> but now that I have all the different colors, I kind of dig it. Because I know yeah. it, I know it's there. Yeah, like I have Adrian King on my Friday Thirteenth one sheet. She she signed it in red, mm-hmm. right in the middle, and you can see it, but you have to really look for it. Yes. And I'm like, do I like it? I'm like, yeah. That's like, uh, like it. Alice Cooper on one of my concert uh, posters that I have. He signed in blue, dead center, and like, I know it's there, but like, you got to get real close. Be like, oh yeah, yeah, there it is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And then I think that was pretty much it. Oh, no, no, no. For Halloween, Halloween 2, I, I got uh, Jeffrey Kramer, who played um, the coroner. You know the scene I'm talking about where they're examining oh, yeah, yeah, the body yeah, yeah. and they realize it's not Michael Myers? 
yeah they're like hey this is uh you done that fucked kid up that was supposed to go to fucking homecoming with the one who's <laughs> Lori's, the gonna be, Lori's gonna be so disappointed that ben tramer's <laughs> dead uh he was actually this guy was super cool and just very nice um fun fact he's also the deputy in jaws and so I brought my Jaws sign as well. And, and he was like, uh, I had him sign the Halloween poster first. And I was like, I got one more thing for you. And he's like, oh, is it something from Jaws? And I, like, <laughs> as I was pulling, I was like, oh, you got the sign. Sweet. <laughs> and he's like, I got one of these hanging up in my house too. And I was like, nice. is it, do you have like one of the original signs? He's like, no, I got the same one you got. <laughs> he's like, like trick-or-treat studios. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's like, I didn't get to keep one of those signs. But he was telling me how um, I guess they're working on doing a 50th anniversary thing for Jaws but he's been working and kind of in contact with everybody. And he said that, uh, uh, he's like, oh, you got Richard Dreyfus on your sign. He saw his signature. And he's like, uh, Richard's a good guy. He was actually the godfather of one of my kids. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, I was like, oh, that's cool. Because when we met Richard Dreyfus at Days of the Dead, he did not say two he, words He was you. a man of very few words. Yeah, he was super <laughs> quiet. I was like, oh, that's, uh, that's cool. I didn't tell him, like, hey, yeah, Mr. He, was pretty, he was pretty standoffish when I met him. Yeah, he's, I thought he was a dick, but whatever. <laughs> No, he is a nice guy. He was just like, yeah, yeah. I think it just caught him at the wrong moment, but whatever it happens. Yeah. And then I think the last person I got for my part two, also, I'm going to pat myself on the back and try not to hurt my shoulder. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. I had this shit down to a science, Brett, like in my poster tubes, I even had them kind of grouped in certain ways so that I could go in order. And then I had an empty tube. So I had three tubes, and then once they were finished, they go in the other, like the empty tube. And each tube, it's of like course, paying, it's like playing one of those IQ games online, like where you got to like fill up the test tube, like yeah. uh, with the same color. Like, yeah, you were out there fucking like, oh, finish this one, put it in the empty tube. Yeah. So I was like, I, I so I moved the the part two poster, but I was like, before, you know why you have an empty tube though? Because you have like two of my, two or three of my probably. big fucking plastic tubes, you motherfucker. <laughs> well, come out here and get it. Um, so with the part two uh, poster i was like i can almost put this one away but i need one more person but the person was also a part three person so now i can finish that one and then start the next one Uh, and that was alan howarth who uh worked with john carpenter on the score uh to Mm -hmm. two and three and then of course and then alan howarth took over and basically did what four through six yeah um yeah i think so yeah, he was really nice. He was dressed like a wizard, kind of, um, both days. Like, the first day, he was wearing, like, this uh, kind of velvet button-up shirt, kind of interesting thing. And then the second day, it was, like, a, like a silk kind of shirt. He's a musician. He was just one of those dudes, yeah, when you look at him, like, this guy is creative. Yeah. He's had that look about him. Uh, but he was really cool. He signed my two and three poster, and then... Um, he was also doing like for people that were buying records, he would like write out like the actual music notes. Like he'd draw the staff and like do the mm-hmm. little like write it out. Uh, <laughs> yeah. He didn't do that on my posters, uh, but he was really nice and signed both my two and three. So that was done for the two. And then I needed one more for part three. Kind of a bummer because uh, another person that canceled uh, shortly before the show was uh, Brad Schachter, who plays Little Buddy. In part oh, three. little buddy gets his fucking brains eaten by a snake. <laughs> I really wanted him on my poster. I was like, oh, that'd be a cool one to have. Um, and I don't yeah. know what happened, but he had to cancel. Um, but the woman that played his mom, who was uh, Jadine uh, Barbour, Barber, Barber, I think, uh, was there. And what was cool about her was, you know, and she she's a lot older now too. Yeah. Um, but super super nice and you could just tell she was so excited to be there this was her very first convention yeah 
Like she's never done a convention before. Did she have people coming up to her and getting shit signed? Not too much. Like I walked right up to her. Okay. Which I thought was kind of interesting. But I'm sure completists were probably going after yeah. her. I just like when there's someone who's new to the convention experience, I like to see if they have a lot of people coming up to them yeah. because you know that's a good way to supplement some income for these guys like if if they're gonna make some money off of this fuck okay i'll go to your fucking convention yeah. and sign some posters exactly. I don't give a shit. but i noticed throughout the convention like it was steady like she didn't have a, a long line at all no but at any given time there's usually you know one or two people at her table that's good yeah but she was really nice and signed my part three poster but yeah you could just tell she was kind of just delighted to be there and she was super That's sweet awesome. in the, a panel that i attended a little bit later mm-hmm. um, but that was it for part three i think at this point uh, i went and got the atkins signatures because the line general the general population uh, had already was been, there <laughs> was in and his line atkins line was super long all weekend so i will say atkins and nick castle Made out like bandits, huh? Had the longest lines by far, like all weekend. Their lines were That's because everybody loves fucking Tom Atkins. And Nick yep. Castle, too. But everybody loves Nick uh, Tom Atkins. Yeah, and and just about everybody who got one of those figures, I think, got it signed. I saw very few unsigned ones uh, walking, walking around. The other thing about Tom Atkins is he's, like, so fucking nice. He's, like, you want him to be either your dad or your grandfather. Yes. Like, he's, like, he's the coolest. super nice. Yeah, he's the coolest guy. He's the man. So uh, at that point, I was like, all right, I'm going to use my line skip and I'm going to get Tom, uh, which mm-hmm. I worked up because his line was long as fuck. But I was the only person in the VIP line that walked up. So I, I got to go right up to him. And it was amazing, nice. dude. As always, as soon as I walked up, he was like, hey, man, it's you again. Nice to see you. He's like, didn't I just see you like in Phoenix or something? I was like, yep. Yes, like, you did, Tom. I did. Still blowing it, Smurfs? Yeah, exactly. Your teeth are still blue, Tom. He's like, I listened to your podcast. You uh, yeah, said he, I was blowing a Smurf. You son of a bitch. And then he punched me in the face. <laughs> I was like, ah. <laughs> but uh, he signed both of our figures uh, in orange. It looks really, really cool. It does. It and looks then um, I got a photo with him because like, he's one like, anytime I see him, I got to get a photo with that guy. And yeah. uh, he was really cool. Like after he signed my stuff and after we got the photo, he kind of turned and shook my hand. He's like, hey, I want you to know I really appreciate that you like always make a point to come talk to me. Aw. Yeah, I was like, oh, my Uncle Tom. Tom. <laughs> Tom. I love you so much. <laughs> well, bye. Uh, <laughs> He's bye. like, uh, that'll be $80. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> 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 you uh, fuck <laughs> um, he's just always so cool and it's something like i've met him so many times now i've never had a bad experience with tom atkins no just a I can't, yeah. genuinely kind person so that was three you don't have four you don't have anything from four no. you don't have any you don't have anything from five there were some people from part four that were there um like danielle harris was there kathleen kinmont was there and then what's his name? I could have si- sent you my i have i have a part four I poster know. i could have sent it to you, you but should, whatever you should have sent it and then there was somebody else from part four that was there. Uh, Sasha Jensen, the guy that uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. plays the boyfriend that ends up banging uh, Kathleen Kinmont. Sasha Jensen was also in Dazed and Confused. And he was also in um, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the movie. Oh, really? So. Who was he in that? He was one of the high school jock oh, guys. okay, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah. Turns um, into a vampire. He becomes, but, spoiler, he becomes a vampire. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so Sasha Jensen, he, he got a lot of work around that time period, uh, late 80s, early 90s. Mask aside, part five, you don't have anything. Part six, you don't have anything. 
H2O, you don't have anything. So now we, I guess we'd move on to Rob Zombie. Yeah, so Rob Zombie, um, the first person I met from that, uh, and and I have a Rob Zombie's Halloween poster that already has a shit ton of signatures on it. So there were a lot of people that had already met. That poster looks fucking badass. Uh, that poster just has a ton. Yeah. It's like, I, I what do you got, like 25? I, I, I don't think I have that many, but I, I've got to be close to 20, I bet. Yeah, I don't even think there was 20 people in 15, the original 20? Halloween movie. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, but I've got, uh, yeah, just a ton of people on that one. Um, and then, so I think the first person I met from that was uh, Tyler Maine, who I've met before. I actually have him on an 8x10 in my uh, game room, but I didn't have the poster the last time Michael I Myers. saw him. He played Michael Myers. Yeah. Uh, he was really cool, so I had him sign the poster, and then he signed uh, my mask as well. And he gave me a flyer, and, I, and I'm, I apologize, I don't have it with me, about a new movie that he was working on. But you could tell, like, he's still very much in shape. Like, he's a big dude. Yeah, he's a big guy. Yeah, but really nice. And, and I, I was really happy to get him on the mask. He, I felt like he was one of the conspicuous people missing. It's like, I got yeah. to get him on there. Yeah. Um, and then I met Malcolm McDowell, who I've met one other time, and I've got him on a Clockwork Orange 8x10 that I have, um, but I didn't have my poster. So he I use, of course plays Loomis in the Rob Zombie Halloween. Yeah, 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 yeah. Doctor Loomis. Yep. And I used. Oh, this is funny. I mentioned earlier how I used my first line skip for Tom Atkins. Mm-hmm. Uh, I went to hand my uh, the the VIP card for the person to check off that I uh-huh. used it, and she took my money but didn't take the card. So I just so, so I palmed it and put it back in my pocket in case I needed it later. So my quote unquote first line skip was technically Malcolm McDowell. Uh, they did mark his off. Was his line long? His line was long. So he he too was one of the longer ones. Yeah, I can imagine because he's he's done a lot of stuff. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, and and pretty iconic roles between like Doctor Loomis and Alex uh, from yeah. Clockwork Orange. Like, those are two pretty pretty popular characters as far as pop culture goes. He was nice. Um, not nearly as chatty as the first time I had talked to him. Uh, he was, you could tell he was kind of in business mode and I get it. He had a long line and also like, I, I didn't really have anything to say anyway. So it was more no. like, Hey, how you doing? Having and he's time? also a lot older than he was probably the last time you met him, at least five years older. Right. Yeah. Or so like, he's probably just like, fuck. And he didn't even like, you know, sometimes they'll be like, Oh, what color do you want? Or whatever. he just went right in. He was like, I'm signing yep. right here and I'm signing in blue. I hope you like it. <laughs> And if you don't, fuck you. <laughs> he didn't say that. It was basically that. It was like, boop. I was like, all right. <laughs> oh, wait. Oh, oh that's, not, that's not the spot. <laughs> oh, let me get a dry erase marker and do the erase trick. I need you to sign you over here. Trick? <laughs> it no. works like a charm. I'm from Phoenix. We have McDowell Road. Is that named after you? <laughs> it's in kind of a rough neighborhood. Well, unless you're on the east side of town, then it's not so bad. My friend Brett used to live on the east side of town. <laughs> do you know him? <laughs> He lives in Pennsylvania now. <laughs> Let me get him on the phone and say hello. <laughs> he wanted to be here. Uh, unfortunately, uh, he couldn't make it. Sorry. <laughs> Next. Um, and then I got um, Dig. You should have reenacted the Halloween 2 scene where the guy fucking goes after Roddy McDowell. Like he's going to get his book signed from him and he's like, fuck you, you killed my daughter. Just like uh, <laughs> like attacks Loomis. Yeah, just go ape shit on him. Yeah, I should have done that oh, to go back and. But time. no one remembers that because Rob Zombie's Halloween Two sucks, and nobody watches it on a regular basis. That is true. It is not a very good movie. <laughs> 
I tried watching it again. I did watch it in, in its entirety. And I was did like, I'm going to go at this with an open mind. And uh, I watched it and I was like, there's some good parts to it. Don't get me wrong. There's some really good parts to it. But then there's some parts where I'm like, this is bullshit. <laughs> this movie's bullshit. All right. Continue. Bullshit. I'm sorry. Oh, that's right. Um, um, Roddy McDowell. Malcolm McDowell. <laughs> Roddy McDowell. I got out of Ouija board and uh, I summoned him. <laughs> like he wasn't even in Halloween. Nope. But I had him sign the poster anyway. Because <laughs> it was all I had on me at the time. <laughs> Everything else was in the in the tubes. Then let's see. I got uh, Adam Wiseman who played uh, Judith Meyer's boyfriend. The guy that puts on the mask and is like, yeah, let's yeah, do yeah, it yeah. with the mask on or whatever. Uh, and then uh, you know he gets clobbered over the head with a baseball bat, and he goes down and makes himself a sandwich, and then he gets yeah he gets brained. Yeah, he does. He gets brained real nice. Super nice guy. Um, yeah, he was really friendly, and he even asked me. He's like, because he saw the VIP lantern. He's like, did you get the the Tom Atkins figure? I was like, yeah. <laughs> he's like, did you go talk to him? Did you meet him? And I told him, and he, uh, and I was like, and I even geeked out because he remembered me and stuff. He's like, oh, that's so cool. He's like, we always remember you guys. And I was like, really? I wouldn't remember me. And he's like, oh, don't be so hard on yourself. <laughs> uh, but he was cool. That's and nice. then, yeah, he signed my poster. And then right next to his table was Casey Hendershot, who played Michael Myers. Uh, he was one of the stunt doubles. Um, I think he's only in like one uh, major scene. In uh, Rob Zombie's? Yeah, in Rob Zombie's Halloween. Uh, but he was nice. His shoulder, his arm was in a sling, and mm-hmm. it was it was his right arm. So when I came up to him, I was like, "Are you left-handed by chance? <laughs> if so, are there things that you do right-handed?" <laughs> no, and so I was like, "Are you left-handed or right-handed?" He goes, "I am right-handed, unfortunately." And I was like, "Oh, are you still able to sign?" He's like, "Oh yeah, I could sign, no problem. It's a shoulder injury." Uh, he's like, "I had a I had surgery." And you're like, "Oh, my shoulder hurts." Oh, mine. I did not bring that up. <laughs> Do you have any tips, any stretches or exercises I could do to remedy my shoulder? Let me give you a tip. Get a cart. <laughs> it makes things so handy, and it's collapsible. It's got a telescopic handle. He's like, oh. I can use it for all the conventions now. He's like, can I just sign whatever you want and get the fuck out of here? Just get the fuck out of here. Uh, so he signed uh, my mask as well as the poster Uh, but he was Mm -hmm. really really nice um, and he said he's feeling better so hopefully a a speedy recovery is is coming for him yes and then the the last person I met from the the movie uh, and it was somebody I had walked around for a while and I was like where the fuck is he and then I don't know if he was late or whatever but it's weird because when I found him his table was literally when you walk into like the front door of the the building Not even the convention hall. Like he's in the hallway outside. the 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 entrance to the fucking building. He's the very first table, and that was Dag uh, Ferch. Is that his last name? Ferk. I I don't even know. I didn't even know how to pronounce this. His first, first name, name is Dag, uh, but he played yeah. young Michael Myers in Rob Zombie's in Halloween. F- yeah, in the first one. Yeah, yeah, he didn't he didn't reprise the role in the second one. The guy that played him in the second one was also there, but I I didn't meet him. But I no I because he wasn't in the first one. <laughs> yep, exactly. Interesting character. Uh, yeah he's he's a that's a that's a good get because he doesn't do a lot of conventions i don't think okay and he's kind of, he's kind of an interesting guy yeah um kind of yeah kind of weird <laughs> yeah <laughs> he was very nice um uh-huh. super nice but just he's got kind of this hip-hop personality uh-huh. like a lot of blah, blah blah you feel me you know what's up oh blah, blah blah like he just had a an interesting he talks like that yeah and then i found out later like he's a rapper and he's got like a bunch of like rap music and i listened to some of it and uh not my cup of tea but you know to each their own <laughs> I, I sent i sent it to brett i was like hey check 
check this out when you got time. Oh, I, I haven't listened, you haven't listened to, it, to it. So okay. no, you'll have to let me know what you think, but it's like kind of mumble rap. Like, Oh, then the answer is going to be, I'm not going to like it. Yeah. I don't, it was just kind of but odd. Like you said, to each their own. Yeah. I, listen, you're talking to a guy who listens to like the cool sounds of the seventies <laughs> on the regular basis. So I, uh, I don't dig mumble rap. No, but, uh, he seemed very, very nice. Um, yeah. 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 No, he's a younger kid too. I mean, like, I don't know. He's, he's 28 now. Yeah. Well, he's not a kid, but compared to me, he's a, young yeah, kid. yeah. He's a, still a whippersnapper. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, I got him on the poster. Uh, he and he signed in blue, uh, kind of cool, like just under over or under Tyler Main's signature. Uh, it looks cool. I mean, he's a pretty main character in that movie. Oh, he's absolutely. in half the movie, yeah. right? Like, you know, it's funny. I just watched that movie for the first time in years um, a few days ago, mm-hmm. and I was like, "Holy shit!" I didn't realize how long young Michael Myers, like that whole part of the story. It's like it's 40, half the movie. It's like forty-five minutes. Yeah. And, and you know what? A lot of people give shit to that movie. I actually really like that movie. And I like the whole backstory with the Michael Myers. It's it's different. Okay. Listen, everybody has their own Halloweens that they like and what they don't like about this one or that one. You know, I said earlier, Halloween 2, not my cup of tea. I don't, I, I used to like it. I like the kills, but the movie is bullshit. I, I like Rob Zombie's Halloween also. Yeah. It's just different than, than John Carpenter's. John yeah. Carpenter's was John Carpenter's. This one was Rob Zombie's. It was just a different interpretation of the same story. Yeah. I definitely do prefer the second half of Rob Zombie's Halloween, but I do appreciate that like he took time to, to kind of build up the character. And it's funny, yeah. like a lot of people don't like it for that very reason. Like he doesn't need a big backstory. It's like, well, no, but I, I kind of dig it because I, I, I like seeing like it, it doesn't make him as evil. I guess it makes him a sympathetic uh, a character. To a degree, but I, yeah. It's it's more realistic. Yeah, I will say that because like you could see like the, you know the Jeffrey Dahmer type. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like what made <laughs> him that way. You know. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So anyhow, they go on about that. But uh, that was the last person for that poster. Yes, I'm just checking my list. Yeah, that was the last person for Rob Zombie's Halloween. So then uh, next we can go 2018. Yeah, then you got to go up to 2018. Yeah, so 2018, um, I got a, a original poster of that one. And that one, I do have a theme. So that one, everything is white or silver, and it's only in the black area of the poster. So if you can picture the poster, and I have the theatrical one, not the teaser, but they're very similar. Um, Mm -hmm. It just has like the cast and like the credits and stuff at the bottom. Mm -hmm. Okay, so the first person I think I got on that one was Diva Tyler, who has a very small part in... 2018 2018 but a bigger um, she's, part she's bigger kills. like in the two in the sequels um mm-hmm. and she has got a great scene in halloween kills where she gets this uh hit with a fucking fluorescent light bulb to the throat yeah. it's pretty pretty bad spoiler alert she doesn't she doesn't die nope she lives she, she lives for for halloween ends um yep. but yes she it's kind of like the elrod character in the original halloween 2 where yeah, you very see similar. them yeah, but they're just very, very minor. And that's her role in, in 2018. Or, yeah, in Halloween 2018. Yeah, very small part. Yeah, and then bigger in the in kills and yep. ends. Yep. Um, now, she was super nice. And she did something that I rarely see that I always appreciate at conventions. And, like, Henry Winkler is another person that did this that I remember. Um, she was not sitting at her table. She was out in front of her table uh, mm-hmm. walking around and, uh, like, just being very personable uh and then she would Talking like turn to, people, to the yeah. table and use that to like sign stuff on. But she was like out in front, in front of the table. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. But she was really, really friendly. And then uh, 
with all these people, I kind of just had them sign like wherever you want, wherever you make sense, uh, wherever you think just, makes the most sense. Just in white. <laughs> yeah. But in white or silver, please. Don't mess mm-hmm. it up. Don't sign in blue uh, Sharpie <laughs> in the black section, please. You'll, you'll turn invisible. Yeah, she was really cool. So I think after her, I got um, Marion Singh, who has a very small part in the movie, but she gets a really good kill. Uh, she's yeah, one of she the, like looks out through the window. Yeah, and Michael comes up behind her. And doesn't he slit her throat? Yeah, which again is like a callback to Halloween Two because the 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 chick who's on the phone who asks about Mister Mrs Elrod and then goes back to the phone gets killed by Michael just walking into her house and killing her randomly. Yeah, this and is she, kind of like that death. And she had just like a, a really cool vibe about her. Like uh, aside from being very friendly, uh, she mm-hmm. just had kind of like a rock star look. Like she was wearing like kind of this blue suit and she had sunglasses on and she had a lot of jewelry. Uh, she just looked yeah. really cool. Yeah. But uh, she was really, really nice. Uh, and then after her, I met uh, her name, uh, Rian Reese. In fact, I thought her name was like Ryan or Ryan. Uh, it's it's mm-hmm. Rian. Uh, she introduced herself. Uh, but she played the podcaster in Halloween 2018. Yeah. Did you say, oh, I have a podcast? <laughs> I did not. <laughs> thought about it but i was like no <laughs> you want to listen <laughs> you played a podcaster once you must be really into podcasts right <laughs> hopefully i don't get murdered while i'm taking a shit <laughs> <laughs> oh but uh she was really nice uh, and and just like uh in the movie she's got an accent like it's real like that's her voice uh yeah which uh yeah just super nice and then she chatted uh because i i asked her she asked me i think where i I traveled from and i told her like you know i drove up from phoenix like oh my god like that's got to be a long drive and then i told her and this is later i was like i should have told her i have a podcast but i was like ah it's all right i created a a playlist of like horror movie music and i just listened to that the whole way up she's like that sounds fucking awesome that sounds fucking awesome, nerd. No, she was like, she seemed like, I mean, she's also an actress, so who knows? But she's like, oh, that sounds really cool. Uh, she seems sincere, but who knows? Yeah. <laughs> uh, but then I asked her, like, hey, are, are you from here? And I didn't mean that in the like, obviously she's not from here. Um, yeah. But I think, I, no, I think I said, did you travel far? Because I was kind of thinking like she must live, you know, in another country or something. Abroad. Abroad, yes. But she's like, yeah, I live in LA. So it was like a really short drive for me. Good. So that was cool. And then uh, right next, or pretty close, I think, maybe right next to her table, was Virginia Gardner, who plays the babysitter in Halloween 2018. The one that's like babysitting, uh, what was that guy's name? Jabril Nintambo, yeah. I think is his name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, she was also super nice, and she signed uh, the poster as well. Uh, she had she a has funny- a cool... She has a cool death in that movie. She does. She dies heroically. Like, uh, I watched that movie pretty recently as well. And, like, she really saves that kid's ass. She saves that kid's ass. And I I really wish they wouldn't have included the the scene where she's, like, closing the closet door in the trailer. Because I feel like she closes it, she closes it, and then she opens it. And Michael's just standing there and he attacks her. And they put that in the trailer. Uh, before that movie and i was like i already fucking saw this why'd you include this this would have been great had i not known yeah like i already knew that she was gonna get got yeah she was cool uh and signed the poster as well and then um after her i went over to carmella mcneil who played Mm -hmm. it's funny in 2018 she's credited as sexy nurse (laughs) Um, but she does get a name 
uh, in uh, in Halloween in, Kills. In Halloween Kills, because so, her character is more prominent. And then same with the actor who plays her husband. Um, her husband, the doctor. Yeah. Sexy doctor. Sexy doctor, <laughs> handsome doctor, I think it was his character. Something like that. Now, they have some cool deaths. Her death specifically in Halloween Kills yeah. is is fucking like one of those you watch it and you're like, oh shit. Oh shit. <laughs> yeah. But their characters' names are uh, Vanessa and Marcus. And it yes. was funny when I met uh, Carmela, I, I, I had already gotten some of the other signatures and I told her, I was like, you can sign wherever you want. And, and uh, she, she made a funny joke because uh, James Jude Courtney, for those who have his autograph, his signature is always huge. Big. And it's gigantic. And he was the first person to sign yours. He was. So he went all out and he signed. It's enormous. It takes up like most of Michael Myers, like most of the side of his face is James Jude Courtney's signature. And she's like, mm. God damn, James got to make his, he had to make his signature so big. And I was like, yeah, the ego on this guy, like trying to squeeze the rest of you guys out. And she's like, well, I'm going to sign above his name. Uh, that'll teach him or something like that. And then when I um, went over to uh, Michael Smallwood, who plays the husband. Marcus. Marcus. Yeah. Yeah. Marcus. He was like, would you like me to sign underneath uh, my lovely wife? I was like, yeah, that'll work. And it was <laughs> and he was wearing a stethoscope. So I got a photo with him and he's like checking my heartbeat. Uh-huh. And so I should mention, I got a photo with almost all these people. Um, so I'll probably post some of those up on our website. Yeah. Yeah. And then I think, was that it for 2018? No. Side note, were they charging extra for photos or was photos included with most of their signatures? With most of the people, it was included. Uh, there were a couple okay. people that was extra. And, and like Malcolm McDowell, Malcolm McDowell was Tom, Tom Atkins, I think was extra, but I get it. Like these are also, these guys are older. Like, so it's like, Tom's got to stand up and sit down all day. Like, yeah. I, I get it. But it was like a, an extra 20 bucks for Tom. But I was like, that's, that's, that's yeah. money. Well, that's an investment is what that is. <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there was one more actually for uh, the 2018 poster was uh, Cody Robinson, um, who was also, he did some of the Michael Myers stunt work in 2018. Gotcha. So I got did him. Did you have him sign your mask too? I did. Yeah, I got him on the mask and on the poster. Uh, but he was really nice. Yeah, he was kind of quiet. But um, actually, no, no, no. He wasn't quiet. Yeah, he, he was. Uh, I'm he was fucking that, loud. He talked way too much. <laughs> spoiler. I'll, I'll, I, I, I can I can do these two together. Uh, was uh, I got Aaron Armstrong, who uh, okay. did some of the. He was Michael Myers in the flashback scenes in Halloween Kills. Yep. He was really quiet. Cody Robinson was a little bit more chatty, um, but he did some of the stunt work in 2018. So I got him on the mask and on the poster, and then Aaron Armstrong just on the mask. By the way, I was joking with David because he sent me a picture of his mask with all these signatures, and it looks like fucking Post Malone, the mask does, <laughs> because it's got fucking tattoos. It looks like tattoos all over his fucking face. Yeah. One yeah. across the neck. <laughs> it looks cool. I, I'm very jealous. I told him I, I'm jealous because you didn't get that guy who just passed away, though, right? No, George P. Him? Wilbur. I wish yeah, I don't George have Wilbur. him on there. Yeah, that sucks. Um, yeah, I think he passed away unexpectedly too, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I've got. I, I think I've got everybody else. So you won't need another signature on that until when they when they inevitably when, start making more. inevitably start making more Halloween movies. You didn't have the young Michael Myers uh, sign. Great it, right? question. No, thank you. <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm I, an interviewer. I, I've only and same thing like Will Sandin didn't sign it uh, and Dig didn't sign it. Um, I've only got it signed by people that actually wore the Michael Myers mask and played Michael Myers. So like uh, Cody DeMyers was there who played um, uh, Rowan Campbell's character uh, Corey. Uh, mm-hmm. You remember the end of Halloween Ends where he puts on the mask. Mm-hmm. The guy under the mask during that stuff 
uh, that did the stunt work was Corey DeMyers. I did not get his. Uh, and he wasn't. He wasn't supposed to be Michael. Right. Yeah, he it's was Corey. Corey. Wearing the Michael yeah. mask, yeah, and and same with that kid who gets killed in Ramzab. Yeah, Halloween. yeah, I didn't have him. You know, no, no, <laughs> he put it on to fuck count. Uh, to fuck Judith. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, no, you're not you're not on there. Yeah, there were two more people that I got. There was I got um, a Michael Lerner, uh, who played Michael Myers in the hospital scene in part six. Oh yeah, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. the slimmer Michael Myers. Yeah, who's chasing after his dad, right? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So the actor was his father. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Michael Myers, like daddy. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. He signed uh, my mask. I, yeah. He was super cool. If I'm not mistaken, I believe he was left-handed also. Oh. And I think the next person, uh, Brad Harden, who who uh, also did some stunt work uh, as Michael Myers, uh, he signed the mask as well. I think he was also lefty. Maybe you could be a maybe you could be a stunt man, Michael Myers, because you're left-handed. Also, there you go. That's my in. It's a prereq. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I think that was it as far as all the signatures. Um, and then, so then uh, on Saturday, I did one panel. I did the Halloween '78 panel, uh, which was which was really cool. So they they had Nick Castle, uh, PJ Souls, uh, Nancy Keys, uh, Tommy Lee Wallace John- was out there. John Michael Graham. John Michael Graham was there. Will Sandin was there. Uh, I think that might have been it. Um, VIP, you get to sit up closer? Yeah, so VIPs, it's kind of weird. There wasn't like a VIP section. And for most of the panels, you could still get pretty close, even if you weren't VIP. Um, Mm -hmm. There's really just one panel I'll get to at the end uh, where they really organized it so that the VIPs were all up front. But that was a cool panel where they just kind of talked about their experiences. And like I said earlier, none of them thought that it was going to turn into what it is. And everybody was just so grateful um, that it's given them like this career and like that they, that they feel honored and privileged that they get to travel all over the place all, you know, year round talking to people. And, you know, they're like, if you told me I'd be signing autographs, like when I'm 45 years ago. Yeah. yeah. Like I would have told you to get the hell out of here. (laughs) Um, but it was a cool panel. Um, I'm trying to think of like specifics or if like any nuggets or anything. That's cool. I'm glad that you got to go to that panel because I feel like that was probably like one of the desirable panels to go to yeah. uh, considering it's the OG, you know? Yep. Oh, and oh, shit. I totally forgot. That was actually the second panel I went to that day. I did go to one earlier, um, which was the Halloween 3 panel. I missed like the first 15 minutes or so. Okay. Um, but I did catch that. And real quick, uh, something happened during the first 15 minutes of that panel that I missed. Um, and that was they announced that on Sunday, John Carpenter was going to show up and do a panel. So that was like the big buzz, like out yeah. on the convention floor. Like word travels fast. And I was like, oh shit, that panel's going on. Like they brought it up. So like, I'm going to go swing into the, the Halloween 3 panel. And I'm really glad I did because it was really funny. Tom Atkins was up there, Stacey Nelkin, Tommy Lee Wallace, and they were like just kind of reminiscing and taking questions. And they talked about how like when they were scouting locations, how they found like this area, like where they, they found the motel. And there's like, and then there was this like old school gas station right next to it. He's like, and then I looked down the street and there's a factory there. And I was like, it's just it's like perfect. Perfect. He's like, it's just weird how it all came together. He's like, that very rarely happens. Like usually like locations are kind of spread out all, all over the place. But he's like, we just kind of found this town that just kind of worked for everything. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then Stacy Nelkin and Tom Atkins talked about their love scene and uh, how like awkward 
It was. Um, Especially because his wife. Yes. And Tom Atkins brought that up. He's like, my wife at the time was literally in the movie, allegedly, mm-hmm. you know, in the next room over from us. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he's like, so that was really uncomfortable. He's like, but you know, I think it was fairly tastefully done. And then Stacey Nelkin was talking about how like she had like a no nipple clause, <laughs> which I was, I wanted to be like, Miss Nelkin, I'm pretty sure I saw your nipple. <laughs> like, I paused it just right. <laughs> but it was like, I mean, maybe it's just a areola. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you should talk to Mr. Wallace about that. <laughs> uh, but it was fun. Did and they Tom- talk about, oh, good. I was going to say, I don't know if you missed anything uh, about this or if they did answer it, but did they talk about like how the initial reception of Halloween 3 was such was so poor and that it's grown? Yeah. Almost, it went from cult status to now it's mainstream, right? Yeah. Because yeah. Tommy did talk about that. And he's like, you know what's weird? He's like, it was considered a flop. He's like, but even at the time it came out, if you look at the box office receipts, he's like, it didn't perform as well as Halloween 2. So it didn't perform to what the expectation was. He's like, but that movie was still profitable and still did well. It just yeah. wasn't on the it's level just, as one and two. So it was considered a failure. And it wasn't received as well. Yeah. And he was like, and it's so interesting now. There's so many people he's like that come up to me at shows and say, Halloween 3 is my favorite. Or it's my favorite mm-hmm. right after the original. Uh, yeah. I'm kind of one of those people. As far as the original like group of movies go, Like Halloween 3 is probably my second favorite. I mean, Halloween 3 is... Definitely, like if you're gonna include it, I see. Generally, I don't include it in the ranking of it because it has nothing to do with Michael Myers. But if you're going to include it, it's probably second or third on my list. Yeah, yeah uh, of all, a, of it's all. Just a cool movie and very creative. Uh, and very so, creative. It's very good. And something Tom Hacken said that uh, was fucking hilarious was he was talking about. <laughs> he's like, uh, you know, my wife is next door and she's playing with that little uh, chip and. Uh, you know, it, it, the, and then the bugs come and they like, they like eat her out or something like, and then the crowd starts <laughs> laughing and he kept talking. And then Stacey Nelkin's like, Tom, did you mean to say that? And he's like, um, and then he started like talking again and he goes, Oh, Oh my God. Uh, I just realized, <laughs> I realized how that came out. Uh, you know, he's like, you know what I mean? <laughs> I just remember her face being all fucked up because the laser hits her right in the mouth and it like splays her mouth open. Mm-hmm. I remember uh, from being a kid seeing that and being like, what the fuck happened to her? And the woman who played the the mom, uh, little buddy's mom was in the panel as well. And and it was kind of cool because uh-huh. she was like, when I found out my character was going to die, I was on set and they had like, uh, you know, a snake wrangler and they had the bugs and all that shit. So they had like the crew to manage all that stuff on the, on the set. And he's like, and I asked Tommy, I was like, hey, can I do it? Like, I want to do... I want to do the 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 death. And he's like, oh, we're just going to use a double. Like, we're not going to show your face or anything or something like something like that. And she's like, yeah, but if I do it, like, you can like show me or something like that. And he's like, yeah, eh, I don't know. And she's like, she said she grabbed the snake and she put it in her mouth. And she's like, listen, oh. I'll be fine. And he's like, all right. So she she was really excited that like she got to do the death scene and like the close up like is her face. That's awesome. Yeah, it was really cool. Between that and the um, the seventy eight panel, uh, that was it for day one. Very cool. They had an after party, which I went to. I sent you some video. They had like a band where everyone was dressed like Halloween characters, and they were playing yeah. like Halloween music, you know, on guitar and piano or keys and stuff, and an upright uh-huh. bass. And then at the end of their set, like a guy comes out dressed as Doctor Loomis and like shoots them <laughs> off stage. <laughs> um, but they had, That's and cool. I didn't send you pictures of this, but like throughout the um the hall where they had the after party, they had like 
little tableaus like so you could take like photos with them like they had like a little hedge that you could do like a little peek if you wanted to you sent me a picture of you standing next to something like yeah. a halloween uh, neon sign or something like that but then they also had like the halloween porch so you could get like photos oh, taken on awesome like uh yeah a little porch thing did you do that i didn't i, I just did the, no. the halloween neon yeah. Um, but the line was super long uh, to get drinks. Like they only had one alcohol uh, a little counter and I really wanted uh-huh. a drink. So I was like, I'm going to bail early, I think, and go up to my room uh, where, <laughs> the drinks, drink. where the drinks are free and I can get one immediately. <laughs> um, but what was cool is while I was just kind of walking around, I hear somebody yell out, David. And I turn and there's this guy looking at me and I was like, and he's like, are you David? And I was like, yeah. And I, I thought, I was like, oh, maybe it's a listener or something like that. So I walked up. I was like, hey, I'm David. Nice to meet you. And he was like, oh, my name's Sean. And I was like, oh, nice to meet you, Sean. And, He's the guy uh, who sold you yes, your VIP ticket. And it, but it, I, it didn't register. And he was like, I'm the guy that sold you the VIP ticket. And I was like, oh, shit. Thank you. <laughs> so I, I chatted with him for a few minutes. And he was like just a, a really, really nice guy. Um, so I, it was cool. I got to thank him in person. I was like, hey, I want you to know I really appreciate that you you could have gouged me on that and i yeah. and i probably would have paid it um but i, I really like that uh you just sold it at cost and uh you know weren't, weren't, weren't looking to make a quick buck off of it so and he awesome. was really cool he's like he, and he's like you seem like a really nice guy and i'm glad it went to somebody that appreciated it uh he's like and i've been kind of following along with like your pictures that you posted like uh online because uh, there's like a halloween 45 convention thread thing okay. uh, and i think that's how he recognized me he like saw my photo yeah. He's like, oh, it sounds like you put it to good use. Uh, so that was cool. I was glad I got a chance to to meet him and chat with him for a little bit. Awesome. Yeah. So then awesome. I went back to my room and uh, had a couple beverages and crashed. By the way, I should tell everybody. Yeah. That was David's birthday. It was my that birthday. That was his birthday was uh, that that specific day of that uh, <laughs> convention. So it was cool. Uh, and I was telling somebody, um, uh, I can't remember where, but they were asking me like, hey, if I had a nice birthday. And I was like, dude, I had such a good day that like, to me, like one of the marks of a really good birthday is you're having so much fun that you don't even remember that it's your birthday. Like yep. I didn't even think like today's my birthday. Like I think I thought it when I first woke up and then maybe like before I went to bed, I was like, oh yeah, it's my birthday. Cool. And I know you were out there without uh, Roxy uh, and not that that's a huge deal to you, um, but you know, just being able to go out and do stuff that you like to do. Yeah, exactly. You like know, it was a like, perfect day. Like I got to spend a day doing something that was very, very me. Yeah. Exactly. But you know what is yeah. funny is before I went to the after party, I went to dinner at the uh, the yard house down the street mm-hmm. and I had a beer and some chicken wings and uh, I was just in a booth by myself. Aww. And uh, I look over at the bar and I see uh, Shelly. Um, I can't oh, remember Moth. The, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who does the all the masks. Uh-huh. Uh, and this is a guy we see at a bunch of shows and he's a vendor and he's, he's fucking awesome. Yeah, he used to work at Nightmare Toys in Las Vegas. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, he's primarily focused, I think, full time now on his mask. He is. And it's funny, I talked... So the next day on Saturday, just to jump ahead a little bit, or on Sunday, uh, I talked to him at his table because he's selling his, his Michael Myers rehaul masks, which look incredible. Which look... Yeah, he's fantastic. He's super talented and and a super nice guy to boot. Oh, he's awesome. But he's like, hey, I saw you at the uh, thing last night. Uh, you're eating by yourself. And uh, and I was like, yeah, and I kind of told he's him like, the story. like, where's your buddy? I kind of told him the story about how my wife was going to come. But, it, you know, because of like potentially what was going to happen on Sunday, I, I didn't want to uh, ruin her Monday by having her go to work on, you know, no sleep. Yeah. So he's like, oh, that's cool. He's like, I saw Brett posted on your guys's uh, Instagram 
you know, wishing you a happy birthday. And he's like, and I really wanted to, uh, he's like, but I wasn't sure how it would come across. He's like, buy you a drink. He was like, I really wanted to say some friend you are, Brett. Like I saw David uh, eating and drinking alone <laughs> at the yard house. <laughs> oh, I would have thought it was funny. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, oh, he would have appreciated it. He's like, ah, he's like, I should have posted it. He's like, I was thinking it though. Uh, so that was really funny. That's cool. Though. Uh, yeah. Saturday night, um, I had posted some uh, pictures of the uh, Tom Atkins action figure on our Instagram. Yes. Because David had sent me a picture. Yeah, I was like, look, I did it. <laughs> uh, yeah, for proof. Um, but uh, one of the uh, li- one of our listeners, her name is Angela, and she lives in uh, Chicago. One of our listeners uh, messages uh, the Swearwolves, and she's like, Oh, I'm so jealous you guys got this. And, you know, she's a collector also. Her and her husband, she was telling me, have like a room dedicated in their house. Oh, that's that has, cool. Like, tons of shit in there. And she has she has a life-size Reagan from The Exorcist. Really? And it's fucking like very detailed. It's That sounds it's amazing. fucking awesome. <laughs> but we were talking about like action figures and collectibles and stuff. And, and she was like, you know, she knew she was talking to Brett because... I'm the action figure uh, collector uh, of the two of us. And so uh, I had asked David before this conversation with Angela, I had asked David, I said, Hey, if you go back to the show tomorrow, see if you can try to buy another Tom Atkins figure and not to sell, but I sometimes I'm not going to open the one that got signed, right. but I was like, it'd be nice to open one, have yeah, one, so you to can display open it. one to keep. Yeah. So I could display it. And, uh, so David was like, yeah, I guess I'll see, you know, whatever. And I was like, look, well, and I had said, cause like my plan was like, I'm not getting up super early. Like I did, I've had a very long day and, but if I just happened to see one and it's available, yes. sure, man, I'll grab you one. Yeah. And that's kind of what my point was, was like, whatever. Plus by the way, um, I had been looking on eBay cause I was like, I bet you there's motherfuckers who already have this shit on eBay. And there was shit within hours oh, of yeah. them being sold. Yeah. That were already on eBay. Dude, I saw uh, a post somebody made, like they said that they were in line to get uh, Tom Atkins uh, to sign theirs. And they had saw another person in line that was already in the process of like checking their eBay listing of one that it's they had gotten rid- signed earlier. It's like, holy shit. Fucking ridiculous. Yeah, that sucks. That's bull. That's kind of bullshit. And so when I was saying earlier in the podcast about people, um, Angela wasn't one of them. She was, but there was other people complaining too about how this particular figure wasn't going to be sold scream factory does some limited edition figures they've done it with night of the demons they've done it with uh, night of the creeps um the fog figure the stevie uh, wayne figure was an exclusive through uh sacred bones and scream factory and whatever but anyway this figure wasn't you like had to get it in person and i said look david's gonna try to see if he can pick up another figure tomorrow um if he does i will just sell it to you at cost like Aww. I'm not, I'm not looking to make a buck and I was going to, I was going to get it. I didn't tell her this, but I was going to get it for myself and just open it and display it. But the little David on my right shoulder was like, Hey Brett, don't be a dick and offer it <laughs> up. And so I was like, I'm going to listen to you. And then the bad David was like, yeah, Brett, stop being a dick. And I was like, Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> We're on the same page. <laughs> and so I was like, I, so I said that to her and she's like, oh, that's so awesome. Thank you so much. You know, just to offer it, you know, it means a lot. And I was like, yeah, it's no big deal. I mean, she's a listener, right? Like, I, I'm going to do stuff for people Absolutely. Like, that are that are friendly with me and listen to um, and are nice to me. Um, so 
then then David got it. <laughs> then there was the little bad Brett who was like, well, you don't have to tell her that you got it. <laughs> but I immediately did. And I was like, hey. Uh, and at this point, I did not know that you were having this conversation because I was like, hey, man, I, I managed to get you another figure. And you're like, did you get two? And I was like, no, man, just the one. And Because it had a two-person limit. And I was like, I wanted to leave one on the table like so that somebody else has a chance. But I was like, but I got you taken care of. Yeah. And he goes, and David said, he wrote to me something like, well, good karma because I left one on the table that someone else can get, you know, that might not have gotten it had I gotten an extra one. And I said, well, speaking of good karma, <laughs> this one is going to one of our listeners. And he's like, what? And then David jumped onto the Swearwolves Instagram and started messaging with Angela as well, asking her like, oh, do you want it signed? And she was like, yes. And she sent him the money for it. And and like we said, we just, I mean, it was just cost, right? Yeah. Like David was there. He wasn't doing anything. He just went up to Tom Atkins line. Exactly. And did you use your fast pass? Yes. Full circle. <laughs> like I was like, this is like the universe. Like it was a sign. Yep. I was like, I have this card itself. still and with one unchecked box. So I did it. I used it. I got right up to Tom and he signed it. And uh, same thing. He's like, you again. And I was like, yeah, I was like, I, I, I've got a friend um, that uh, couldn't be here. So I wanted to get a, a, a signed one for her as well. And he's like, oh, that's super cool. And then same yeah. deal. He's like, yeah, nice seeing you again, man. Have fun. Yeah. So to Angela out there, if you're listening, you, you're going to get your figure. David's going to mail it off to you. And uh, gotta, I just think it's got to find a box. Once I get a box to put it in, <laughs> I'll, I'll get it right out to you. Yeah. So that was really, um, it, it was kind of, it, it did make me feel good in a way. I'm like, we yeah, did something. Look at us. I mean, we still made her pay. I mean, it wasn't like we gave <laughs> we it to charged her $700. I saw yeah, one that was some... $700 and it had a bid. I don't know if it like, if there's more that went for more, but I just happened to see one. I was like, that's, that's crazy. It's ridiculous. It's ridiculous. But they only made a thousand of them. And, uh, David, you bought three of them. I got so, three. Whatever that is percent-wise, 0.3% of those figures have been touched by your penis. <laughs> you can't prove that. <laughs> except for the smudge mark on Tom Atkins. <laughs> except for the, the, mush, the mushroom mark <laughs> on over Tom Tom's Atkins face. <laughs> no, give, I'm sending this with a no mushroom mark guarantee. <laughs> and I don't tell that story. I don't think we're telling that story to like make ourselves look good. Like, oh, look at the good deeds that we did to everybody. I was just letting everybody know that we did do good deeds for people. So we we are good people, right? I like to think so. That's what my mom says. <laughs> <laughs> Such a nice young man. Besides doing the Tom Atkins figure and getting that signed um, and, our, and our good deeds, uh, what else, what did you do on that second day? Because realistically, I want to tell everybody this. Like I said, I was watching David uh, in his checklist going down everything. You Motherfucker, you got shit done quick. Yeah. Yeah, I got through pretty quickly. Um, that was one thing that was nice because there were so many guests. I mean, there were tons of people that I didn't meet that I had met before or just I didn't need them because yeah. I didn't have, you know, a poster or whatever. But because there were so many people, the lines were all relatively short with the exception of like, like I said, Nick Castle, Tom Atkins, uh, Dick Warlock had a really long uh, line like all weekend. The big name ones, I would imagine, but you were getting a lot of secondary and tertiary Exactly. So their lines were all pretty short. Yeah. You and I have been to several shows at this particular venue. What was different this time, because there were so many guests, the guests took up most of the actual convention hall and then as well as the hallway around it. So the amount of vendors was much smaller and they also had really? the back of the convention hall uh, reserved for where they were doing the photo ops. 
So it was oh, all kind yeah. of in oh, one area. I can imagine there was a lot of fucking photo ops. Yeah, so way fewer vendors, um, but all pretty high quality stuff. And something that was interesting, um, having been to so many conventions, and I was kind of curious going into it if this was going to happen. Because it was like an official Halloween convention, mm-hmm. there were no like unauthorized like things that you could buy like everything was licensed you know like usually you see like bootleg posters and like shit like that none of that no knockoff shit no knockoff shit it was all pretty high quality stuff um in fact that so that's actually what i did and some of this i did on saturday as well but sunday was mostly just kind of walking around the vendor hall and kind of checking out stuff and chatting with people and i bought uh fright rags had a table there um, you know, mm-hmm. we mentioned the the Chalice, the Doctor Chalice Neca figures. Um, Fry mm-hmm. Rags also had uh, an exclusive, um, but I don't think it was like super limited. But they have. Well, they did say that it was specifically for the convention, and if they had any left over, oh, if, if they have yeah, leftovers, well, if they had any left over, they were going to put them up on their website. Okay, so they probably won't but they're be the too many. they're the three and three quarter inch figures. I have the set, uh, the first set they released uh was pj souls well uh linda uh laurie strode and michael and then the second set was um it's uh, a bracket loomis and um nancy keys yes 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 annie uh annie thank you so there's six in the set right now but the exclusive ones david you you have them you saw them um yeah and i got a i got a pair for you as well uh it's the uh, bloody version of uh, Michael Myers and uh, Lori. So I, it's basically yeah. the same figure. It's just there's blood on them and like uh, blood on the packaging. The one difference I think with the Lori figure is that she's got a cut on her arm. Like yeah, from yeah, yeah. It's, gets... a, it's a little bit different. Yeah. So it's just a little variant to it, but still really cool. And I think it says H45 uh, it does. convention exclusive on yeah. it or something. Yeah, it's so, cool. And it's kind of cool. To, like cool The way have. I have my first six of them set up, and the, and I can still do it with these extra two, is I have them around the frame where I have my Halloween 2 poster displayed. So they kind of nice. frame it. Yeah. So I have cool. them above. I have them above my... Um, my TV here in my office. I'm looking at them right now. And uh, I also have the Super 7, or is it Super 7 reaction figure, whatever the fuck it is, uh, Halloween 2, Lori Strode. So she's nice. in the gown. Oh, cool. Uh, yeah, it's kind of cool. It's same same scale. Same like They look like um, old school Star Wars figures. Yeah, like yeah. That kind of scale, cool. like th- three and three quarters. Yeah, very retro. Very cool. I love the artwork on them. Um, so I would recommend yeah. uh, trying to pick those up. Those also were going for... Really? About $100 God on eBay. Damn. Yeah. For the set or each one? <laughs> For the set. Wow. Yeah, they were 20 bucks. And those were what? They're 20, 20 bucks, bucks each at the show. Yeah. They're pretty that's pretty expensive still, $20 for a little fucking figure. But <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, yeah, yeah. But yeah. you know, and I've I've plugged uh, Fright Rags plenty of times on this uh podcast, but mm-hmm. I always joke that if it weren't for Fright Rags, I would walk around naked all the time because I feel like <laughs> almost all of the clothes that I buy come from them. And I yeah. bought, uh, and I was delighted to see like they had a long ass line all weekend. Like they were they were making some money, which was cool. Yeah. Uh, and they just do really high quality stuff. Love fright rags. I love gutter garbs. Uh, those two places are, are my go to when I want to buy uh, t shirts. Yeah, those are kind of mine too. But I lean to fright rags. Um, <laughs> and uh, they they had a bunch of Halloween shirts. So all the only shirts that they were selling were Halloween ones. 
And what was cool was uh, they had debuted. Now, these weren't exclusives to the show, but they are shirts that you can't buy yet on their website. Mm-hmm. So they were just kind of doing like a soft rollout at okay. at age 45. So I think they'll be up. Who knows? By the time this comes out, they might already be available on their website. But they had a handful of, of brand new T-shirts. So I bought one of the ones that's not available yet. And it's like a Tales from the like? Crypt style t-shirt where it looks like a comic book cover oh yeah 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 yeah. yeah. this is john carpenter's halloween and it's like a cartoonish like rendition of uh michael killing annie in the back of the car and then it's got yes. like the little character names it's got like the doctor the babysitter and i don't know like the killer or I, I can't remember like the different characters that it has on the side but it, it's really cool yeah and i think instead of like east it's like ec comics yes, right exactly. but it says jc like john carpenter yeah yeah i think it's it's yeah. a really cool shirt and then cool. um, I also bought Fright Rags has been doing this for a while. They they every once in a while they put out a those souvenir cups that used to get like as a kid, like the plastic cup that has like you know stuff from the movie on it or whatever. Or you get yeah, like, like McDonald's used to have yeah, it or whatever, like that style. And uh, they had a couple. They had a couple Halloween ones and then a Halloween four one. I just bought one. I bought the Halloween part one, and they had two versions. But I thought the one that I, I got the one that I thought was cooler. But it has like all the different <laughs> characters and stuff on it. So I got one of those. And it's kind of funny because I I've got like a small collection of those now of those souvenir <laughs> cups that they've been putting out. And every time I buy one, it annoys the fuck out of my wife. <laughs> it's like oh another cup. <laughs> well, we just went to uh, Spirit not that long ago, mm-hmm. um, and they have cups. Yeah for for just various different movies or whatever and uh we bought a we bought a bunch last year and we bought a bunch again this year so we have tons of and that's that's the cups that we use year round is yeah. like these horror cups uh you know what i wish they would come out with it's probably good it would probably be expensive so it'd be you'd have to do like pre-orders on it or something mm-hmm. is like you remember like the glass cups that burger king would have like um they did them for star wars or like star trek or whatever and they would have like it's almost like painted on yes. the outside. Yeah. Like different scenes and you'd get like, there's like a set of four. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Different scenes uh, of movies. That would be cool. Uh, and Fright Rags has done stuff like that too. Like they actually had a Halloween three one. I've got that one. Um, on glass? Yeah. It's on glass. Oh, wow. I, there was an independent artist. I wish I could remember his name uh, who was doing some from Friday the 13th Part 3 on oh, his that's own. Cool. And he sold them, but he sold out of them. And if he ever does a run again, uh, I want to try to get him. He has like an Etsy shop or oh, something. Cool. But but anyway, like someplace like Fright Rags should, should yeah. really look into doing they, that because I bet you that would sell. They've done it. So yeah, maybe they'll do some more movies and designs too. But the... the um, the Halloween one's cool. It's like, it's got the silver shamrock logo on it and it's got Dr. Chalice and he's like, stop it. Like yelling. And it's got the kids and stuff. It's, it's really That's cool. cool. Yeah. 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 What other vendors? I bought like a, uh, it was real cheap. It was like five bucks, but like a $5, um, rabbit in red keychain uh-huh. that I got for my pinball machine for the keys that go into the coin door. So I thought that was kind of cool. cool. And then I bought a couple yeah. stickers for my poster tube. Uh, so I didn't spend a whole lot as far as like, uh, <laughs> swag or whatever most of my money swag. went to the autographs <laughs> i was gonna say he didn't spend a whole lot on that stuff <laughs> yeah i um, spent a shit ton of money on a bunch of other stuff oh but the vendors that they had were pretty cool just uh somewhat limited because of all the guests which yeah fine by me yeah and then did you end up going to uh some more of the yeah uh, panels so sunday panels. was really just about killing time until that that final panel was at 4 p.m and the show i think was supposed to end at 5 so they had some panels set up and it was like a, 
they've been listing it as TBA was like what the the panel was going to be about. And then Saturday, like I said earlier, they mentioned it's going to be John Carpenter. But it was like yeah. John Carpenter and guests. So then there was more chatter. Like, what does this mean? Is it going to be, is Jamie Lee Curtis going to make a special appearance? Uh, who are these these quote unquote guests? What's going to be the format? Mm-hmm. And then like after he's done talking, will there be a signing? If there is, mm-hmm. will it be VIP only? Like, how will all that work? So there, and it was fun listening to like everyone kind of chatting and having their theories of of what was going to go down. Mm-hmm. And uh, one of the theories proved to be correct. Uh, and uh, so basically, John what Carpenter happened was, was there. <laughs> yeah. So <laughs> at I think the first panel was like at um, I think noon. Yeah. Uh-huh. So my strategy was, you know what. I am going to go to that very first panel. Plop your happy ass down. <laughs> and I'm just going to stay all day. I'm going to chill for the next four hours. And uh, and it was funny. So I got in there and I was in the front row. Nice. Not dead center, but like four or five people in. So I was like yeah. a, a prime spot. Uh, and I had talked to, to a bunch of people in the row with me. They were all doing the same thing. The guy to the left of me flew all the way from London to go to the show. Oh. Chip, chip, chimio. <laughs> he was super nice. Uh, we got to talk a lot uh, because between there's a little bit of time between each uh, of the. Oh, the what was too. the first panel then? The first panel was Halloween four and five. Oh, that's cool. So Danielle Harris was Danielle there. Danielle Harris was not. So what? Uh, it's funny. I, I think she may have had to like fly out early. I'm not sure what her situation was, but she wasn't. Uh, she wasn't there. Um, huh. Kathleen Kinmont was, but she also had to fly out somewhat early. So about two thirds of the way through the panel. Who's Kathleen Kinmont? I'm sorry. She was the uh, cops do it by the book. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> she was up there. Uh, Sasha Jensen, Don Shanks, uh, who does yeah. uh, from part Michael. five, uh, Michael yeah. Myers, uh, Tom Morga was up there from part four. Um, George yeah. P. Wilbur obviously was not. Um, but Tom was there representing Michael for part four. Um, I'm trying to think who else. The kid, and I can't remember the actor's name. He plays the kid in uh, part four. No, part five. The boy. The stuttering that, little fuck? Yes, yes, that kid. Yeah, from part five. <laughs> that uh, that Michael chases with the car. Tries yeah. to run his ass over. Fails. Yeah. Uh, he was up there. I can't remember who else. But that was a fun panel. I'm not a fan of... I mean, a little bit of part four. Those movies are definitely lesser as far as I'm concerned, but it was a really fun panel. And like uh, Kathleen Kinmont seemed super nice. And uh, it was neat to hear that she and Sasha Jensen already knew each other before they started filming and actually went to high school together. Oh, wow. Yeah. And Kathleen Kinmont's best friend went to prom with with him, which was kind of cool. She's like, it also made it awkward. Like we had to do like a love scene because we knew each other. So it was kind of strange. Yeah. And then uh, they had talked about how, you know, she told the director, like, I'm willing to do like, because, you know, you don't see her naked in the movie, but she, I guess she put the offer out there. Like, if you want me to do it, I'll do it. Um, but they made the decision not to. And, they, and I guess it said, did you was, raise your hand and go, oh, does that offer still stand? <laughs> Can I, I take a little peek? <laughs> No, I understand some time has passed. My expectations aren't as high. <laughs> Amongst other things that probably aren't as high. Am I right? <laughs> but no. Um, uh, Don Shanks. Yeah. That motherfucker is ripped. Really? Still. Yes. Wow. Like that guy has got to be old. Like yeah, I, I, I don't know how old, but I mean, he's old. It's funny. 
it's funny when you see Dick Warlock because he's so tiny compared to all yeah. of those guys. Because Tom Morgan's a pretty tall guy. Tom Morgan's tall. Um, but Dick Warlock, he's like he's a little guy. Yeah. Even when they did part one, like he wore or part two, he wore lifts in his shoes. Because he yeah, he's he's shorter yeah. than everybody else. <laughs> there was kind of a funny story about, um, and it was the boy that uh, gets chased in the car or whatever. The little fucker was mm-hmm. telling a story about like a fuck up in the movie. He's like, and once you once you see it, you can't unsee it. He's like, when he's chasing me with a car, you know, b- because I'm a kid, like they don't want to put me in any sort of danger. They used mirrors and stuff. Like a lot of it is just the way that they shot it, like to trick you into thinking that he's doing it. But it's like, a, it's actually like on the other side of like a mirror or whatever. He's like, but there's one shot where they forgot to flip the image. Mm-hmm. So he's like, if you look, Michael Myers is in the passenger seat and no one's driving the car. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. I'll have to check that out. The yeah, next yeah. Time I it's like, I it'll never, be on I've like 500 times this month. What's that? <clears throat> I said it'll be on like 500 times this month. You know what else? That That's <laughs> yeah. the movie where Michael comes out with the blonde hair also. Oh, yeah. In one of the scenes. That's yeah. right. Yeah. One of the scenes you're like, why the fuck is his mask all weird? And his hair's <laughs> funny. <laughs> they, they didn't give a shit in that movie. They're just like, no. But here's the thing about Halloween 4. Imagine this. Halloween 4 was just 10 years after the original. Yeah, it's crazy. And now we're celebrating Halloween 45 anniversary. <laughs> God damn. So old. Oh. Uh, and it was fun to hear them talk about, uh, for part four, they're like, when they went into it, they had, the actors had really no expectations. Like, once you pass, like, the number three in, in most franchises, it's pretty much dead. Mm-hmm. So they're like, we really weren't expecting much. And then, and then, you know, the movie did well and people were, you know, excited that Michael Myers was back. So they were kind of, Happy to see a, a resurgence in the franchise, but their uh, their expectations, I guess, were very low. Yeah. Uh, and then after that panel uh, was uh, Rob Zombie's Halloween. Okay. So they had a bunch of people from uh, parts one and two. So they had uh, pretty much everybody that was uh, on the guest list that was associated with, uh, except for except for Daniel Harris. <laughs> Daniel Harris wasn't there. Scout Taylor Compton wasn't there either. Huh? She wasn't either. Um, she, I think, had a movie. Uh, she had to cancel due to work but Christina Klebe was there she canceled the day before (laughs) Jesus Christ so they had none of the three a bunch of yeah exactly the three main uh, girls from the second half of the movie were all not there but like Dee Wallace was up there Um, oh Dee Wallace was there that's cool yeah yeah she was cool Um, Jeff Daniel Phillips was up there Dig uh, Ken Foray oh what's um, his name Uh, the guy who Tyler Maine Dan Roebuck Dan Roebuck yep um, and then, wow, what's the other woman's name? Um, she's from part, was Adrian part was Adrian two. Barbeau. She was not. Um, she plays a stripper. Uh, I can't remember her name. Yeah, in part two. Yeah, she was actually really, really funny. And she talked about how, because uh, she had to do a nude scene, that she like mm-hmm. shaved everything. And they're like, no, Rob wants a big, big old bush. So they had to fit her with a Merkin. Get her a Merkin? <laughs> yeah. And they said, while they were putting the Merkin on, the um, person that was like putting it on, like the makeup person, uh, his wife called like FaceTime or something like that. Oh, Jesus like, Christ. Hey, I just got my face in this woman's vagina. Yeah. <laughs> Say hi. Uh, <laughs> One thing that was cool was hearing them all talk. Like they all spoke very highly of Rob Zombie. They all said like just a very nice gentle person like you know he's got kind of a bit you know a big rock star 
yeah, but you've said the same thing, yeah. like how nice he was when yes, you met him. Yes, he's very like soft spoken down to earth, just a, a normal guy. But they even said like as a director, just a pleasure to work with. They said like yeah. he he wants you to shoot every scene like his way, like do it as I wrote it, and then we'll mm-hmm. do it again. You throw in whatever you want if you want to riff or ad lib, and, and most of the time like they would go with some of those takes. Rob Zombie seems like just such an even keeled type of guy. Like he's just like, like I, I'm sure he does get upset. I'm not saying he doesn't. Everybody does, but he's one of those guys. And when they get upset, he's just like, yeah, I'm, I'm upset. Yeah. He doesn't strike me as like a yeller. No, he yells when he sings. Hell yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but when he talks, he's very soft-spoken and he's very, you know, just a, a nice guy. Dude, and, and something funny that Ken Foray said um, was that, you know, because he had worked with him on Devil's Rejects. And he's like, and mm-hmm. when he's like, I didn't know who Rob Zombie was. Uh, he's like, I like a lot of different type of music, but I wasn't familiar with him. He's like, and when I got the script, I read it. I read a little bit of it. And I was like, this is a piece of shit. And I kind of threw it to the side. And he's like, and then later my agent or somebody called and was like, hey, did you get a chance to read that Rob Zombie script? And, he, and he's like, that was real? I'm like, yeah. She's like, so I went back and read it. And like, he's like, for the part that they wanted me for, I was like, that's ah, actually kind of funny. Uh, I'll yeah. do it. And he's like, and then I had a ton of fun. So then when Rob called for Halloween, I was like, Halloween. absolutely. I'll totally do it. And I guess he like, he fucked up his knee a matter of days before they were, they were supposed to film his Joe Grizzly fight scene with Jason or Jason yeah. with Michael Jason Myers, Michael, Tyler Jeez. Maine. And uh, so he, he didn't tell anybody. Cause he didn't want to like lose the the part. And uh, I guess Rob like figured it out real quick. He's like, you hurt your knee, didn't you, Ken? He's like, <laughs> yeah. He's like, all right, we'll, we'll try to shoot it like in a way that it's not obvious. Uh, but something I thought was that, Danny Trejo there. He was not. Oh, okay. You know, Danny Trejo, but I already have him on a poster. So I'm good. Um, <laughs> Did you get Ken Foray also? I, I've already got him on my poster too. Oh, okay. But it was cool hearing them kind of talk about that fight sequence and how, they practiced it and tried to choreograph everything. But like, I guess when they shot it, they wrestled in like the toilet, like get the mm-hmm. like, smash into it and the toilet broke. And like, after they cut, like uh, Rob was like, yes, that's it. That's a- amazing. He's like, holy shit. That like breakaway toilet was like the icing on the cake. And they're like, that's a real toilet. <laughs> like they really smashed it. What's up with Michael always killing people in this shit? Because <laughs> Rob Zombies, he does in H2O. Well, he doesn't kill anybody, but he goes. He thinks about uh, it, I'm sure. He thinks about killing that little girl <laughs> and the mom. And then uh, 2018. in uh, 2018, he kills that uh, dude and that uh, chick. Yep. Got a poop fetish. Uh, yeah. He's always. <laughs> He's like, it stinks in here. It makes me so angry. <laughs> and horny. And also a little horny. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> Uh, and uh, Ken was like very proud of that scene and he said it it meant a lot to him that when Rob would bring people onto the set that was the scene that he would show them like if he was going to show them progress like check this out he was like really impressed Um, and then D. Wallace who's always a delight uh, did something really weird uh, cool weird somebody asked her a question from the audience about like acting and like do you prepare in different ways like and her answer was basically no like I have my way of doing stuff and I don't like do like, oh, what's in this person's head and da 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 da. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's like explaining her method of acting and how it's about like taking your energy and like projecting it out uh, to get like a reaction and then pulling back. But the way she said it, uh, she was like explaining it. And then she kind of looked at the audience. She's like, are you feeling it right now? Because I'm actually doing it. Uh, like, and dude, 
it worked. Like as she was talking, like I could feel myself kind of like leaning in, like listening. And she's like, what I just did was like a technique to draw you in. Do you feel it? And the audience was kind of like, yeah. And then she like kept talking and da 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 And she's like, and what I did just now was pulling it back. Did you notice that? Did you feel less engaged? Did you feel like me disconnecting? And it was like, hmm. yes. Wow. It was fucking weird, man. It was cool. That, that is cool. Yeah. She's, she's a, she's a, she's a cool lady. Yeah. I really like her I've a met lot. her a couple times. She's so sweet. Yeah. And, um. Yeah, it was a cool panel. Dig talked about like how he got the role, like he auditioned and he was the only kid with like blonde or reddish long hair. He's like, all these kids had short hair. Uh, he's like, I walked out assuming I didn't get it and was super stoked when I got the call uh, that I got the yeah. part. And, you know, he was pretty young at the time. So he's like, I didn't really even understand the, the gravity of like being the in a role, Halloween yeah. movie until I was a little bit older. And I was like, oh my God, I'm Michael Myers. How cool is that? <laughs> yeah. Uh, so then after that panel... Um, was uh, Halloween 2018. Mm-hmm. And they had, so that one, uh, they had James Jude Courtney, the podcaster, babysitter, uh, doctor, sexy doctor, sexy nurse. People. Like, yeah, all, all, <laughs> basically, basically everybody that I met earlier, uh, Diva Tyler was up there. Uh, very similar, like they talked about working for David Gordon Green and how he's the type of director that really lets you, like he's a planner, but he'll also mm-hmm. let you, you know, he, you're you're the actor. You're the talent. So he he puts a lot of trust and lets you ad lib. And um, the the girl uh, Virginia who played the um, the babysitter was talking about how the scene with her and Jabril, uh, mm-hmm. where he's talking about his nasty ass toenails and all that shit. She's like, a lot of that was improv. And mm-hmm. then we did different takes. And then like it's like David would kind of whisper something to him and give him like a little bit of an idea. And then they yeah. just kind of play off of it, which That's was interesting. Cool. And that panel actually that panel. Um, wasn't just 2018 it was the 2018 trilogy yeah so rowan campbell was also up there um so they had that was a really big panel anthony michael hall was he there anthony michael hall was there and he was on the panel as well he's always good at we saw him at the um that uh, guy's got a gift like he's very good at connecting with people and like making people laugh but also very deferential and good about letting other people talk like he doesn't hog the mic or any of that like he spoke just the appropriate amount of time it was cool we saw him at Horror Hound, I believe it was. Yeah, was I it think so. Maybe. It was one of these things, and we went to the, the panel, and Robert Russler, it was the like the weird science. Yes, yeah, that was Horror Hound. That was in... Um, uh, people. Uh, in Cincinnati. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. He was so good, and I remember there was this guy. Uh, listen, conventions attract all sorts of people, but primarily they attract pretty... Uh, there's a, a large nerd contingent, uh, and they like to ask questions. <laughs> yeah, and they sometimes ask questions that you're like, what the fuck did they just ask? Like, huh? Yeah, what? Um, and this person asked a question, and I just remember thinking in my head, and I looked right to Rustler, too, because I looked at him uh, on stage, and he had the look on his face like, what the fuck did this guy just ask? But, of course, he's being nice, right? He's not right. saying anything. And I was just like, how are they going to handle this situation? Because clearly <laughs> this guy who asked the question was on the spectrum. Yeah. And Anthony Michael Hall got the mic and he was so nice and and answered the question. And Robert Russler then took his cue off of I Anthony remember Michael that, Hall. Yes. And he kind of was very nice and gentle. And he was like, oh, but that's a great question, man. You know, whatever it was, because I think it was something about Freddy Krueger and all this other kind of shit. So, yeah, it was about like, um, 
the Infinity Gauntlet or something weird yes. about like something fucking Avengers related. Yeah, and they were like, and then they they ultimately this was like I think when Robert Russell was like, uh, um, Robert Downey Jr. would probably be able to answer that question better. Let me call Let me him, get him up on the phone. Quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. It turned <laughs> yeah. out to be so, really memorable. It was really memorable. So I'm just saying, like uh, those those guys. You know, Robert Russell has that personality too, where he can tell a story, yeah. and he's he's very good. But Anthony Michael Hall is just. Yep. he's he's really good yeah yeah and he was he was awesome and that panel was really cool uh, something that i really liked was like rowan campbell got some questions and i i was curious about how the audience was going to handle him because i know that movie is very polarizing but i was pretty pleased to Halloween see ends. he didn't get any like dumb questions or like good, because because shit. i'm going to tell you something right now halloween ends is going to be the halloween three of that trilogy in 15 years. People are going to look back at Halloween ends and be like, we were way too hard on that movie. Yeah. And he's really good in it. He's really good. And that movie's not as bad as people think it is. No, it's not. So, Um, but something that was interesting about him was, uh, they were asking about, I I don't remember like, what was it like? Or, you know, when you found out you got the part or, or how big it was going to be. And he said, like, basically he had no idea how big the part was going to be he's like he's like so when i got the role and then i got the script he's like i'm reading it and i'm flipping the pages and i'm like what what (laughs) what he's like and i get to the end and i'm like holy fuck he's like i'm in this entire movie and i'm like i have a huge part like he had no idea that he was gonna be playing such a big role and similarly um the characters who played the the nurse and the uh the doctor had kind of similar stories about like, hey, when we got called back, we we're like, oh, we we're barely even in the first one. Like, oh, they want they want us to. I guess they were, they were just the neighbors. They, they were, were just the neighbors leaving. Yeah, the, and they the, were expecting the, that they were going to have something similar, and it was just going to be kind of a small thing. And both of them talk like told separate stories, but they were very similar about how they're reading the script. I think one was at the airport, and uh, mm-hmm. I think that was the 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 woman, and the guy I think was like in his house with his wife, and they're flipping through it, and they're like, what the fuck, and like um. <laughs> The girl, Carmela, um, talked about how she had to sign all these NDAs and stuff before she got the script. And she's like, I didn't have to do this last time. I feel like the part is going to be meatier this time. And she's like, I'm flipping through it. And I'm like, I'm still alive. I'm still alive. Holy shit. Here's a scene with me in it. Oh, my God. Here comes Michael. Holy fuck. I live. I'm still alive. Still (laughs) dead. (laughs) <laughs> like, i was really pleased like how far i went along and uh the doctor uh actor uh, michael smallwood he was talking about how his wife was like as he's reading it he's like when are you gonna die like you have to die and you have to die like awesomely and like when he got to the part where he died he's like oh i just died she's like how do you die and he explains like i get like stabbed in the eye she's like yes that's amazing <laughs> Uh, so that was that was really cool, um, but that was a fun panel. And uh, James Drew Courtney uh, talked about how during his big fight scene with Rowan at the end of the movie, how like they, they weren't quite getting it right, and like he told him like, "Hey, fuck me up on this next take. Like, give me everything you got." So he did. And Rowan was talking about how he's like he like body slams him. He's like, "When I picked him up, I heard a series of crunches." As I threw him to the ground. And he's like, and if you look carefully, like in the movie, I make kind of a face. He's like, that is a natural reaction of me thinking, oh, fuck, I just broke James Jude Courtney. I just broke oh, his back. Uh, he, he was fine, but he's like, yeah, it was a little sore after that, that scene. 
That's not, uh, was Christopher Nelson there? The guy who yes. did the uh, mask was he? Yes, up on he was that on the stage as well and talking about how uh, developed the mask. One of his stuff. big challenges was was designing the mask and like he's like I'm well aware of the, how there are several masks in this franchise that people hate. He's like, yes. and I wanted to make sure I don't want to be in that category. Like I want to make sure that when people see the mask, they think the mask is cool. Yeah. And I do think it's one of the better masks in the franchise. Oh, definitely. Definitely. I mean, it's the original and then those uh, masks that they use in, yeah. the, in the more more recent movies. So, well, that's cool. So that ended and then it was probably nearly four o'clock, huh? Yeah. So this was very interesting. So after that panel, and it's funny, like I was chatting with some of the people between the, the, um, the panels and I was like, hey, there is a gap. The uh, Carpenter panel starts at four. The Halloween panel uh, ended at three. So like every other one was like right on the heels of the other. So we were like, what are they going to do? Are they going to kick everybody out of this hall? Or are we good? And earlier, a couple of the people uh, that were in my area were asking people on the staff, like, hey, are we good to do what we're doing? Like our, mm-hmm. the, our whole reason for being here is so that we can be here. For Stay. Mm-hmm. And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything's going to be cool. Well, Brett, they kicked this out. And people were losing their minds. Like I was annoyed, but there were a couple people where they're like, bullshit, like going very full Karen. Like, I want to talk to your manager. And like, there isn't a manager. Like I'm not getting anybody. Like they got to get everybody out of here. But what pissed people off was, and I, I was part of it, but, uh, you know, me, my temper, my temper only goes so far. I'm like, at the end of the day, it doesn't fucking matter. Whatever. It's, it's, it's a panel at a convention. Uh, There are worse things uh, that can happen in life. Yeah. But what happened was, while we were in that panel, they were queuing to get people into the Carpenter one. So when they kicked us out, they had a separate line for VIP and and a separate one for general admission. The VIP line was all the way down the street. Oh, so not only did you get kicked out of the panel, but you didn't even get to go to the panel. Oh, I got to go to the panel. Oh, okay. um, but now my I'm all the way down the street, but I'm in the VIP like area. So the VIPs are basically guaranteed. Like that that hall is pretty big. Yeah. So I went from being in the first row, pretty much dead center, to being in the fifth row, and actually okay. a little bit closer to the center. So it really okay. wasn't that big of a deal. But what I really wanted was I wanted to be right in the front with my little rolly crate pointed <laughs> at John Carpenter with my pinball bat glass pointing right in his face. So he'd go, hey, what's that? So I could give him the little, uh, he's got a machine in his house. Uh, So I could give him the little puppy dog eyes every once in a while. Like, oh, John, come sign my. Oh, I talked to you. Remember when I talked to you online? So it was kind of funny because I think you and I were texting. And at one point you're like, oh, I hear John Carpenter's here. And I was like, I don't even think I answered. But I wanted to be like, I know I'm actually in the room. Uh, I'm looking at him. (laughs) And... uh, so they've like fi- then they file in the general admission and then they shut the door. So it was like sealed, no standing room. Like once the seats were full, everyone else see you later. And they had the whole section of like where the hall was like blocked off and they had security. They had all these people around. So again, people are also like, Jimmy Lee what Curtis is coming. <laughs> like why are, why why did they kick everybody out? Like why is it like why is the security Uh-oh, so tight? Jamie Lee like, Curtis did show up. What didn't the she? fuck is going on? So the panel starts. John Carpenter comes out all by himself, like just him sits down in the middle, and it was so weird, Brett. Like in a good way. Does the crowd? I, I does the crowd go uh, ape shit when oh, he comes? Oh yeah, he walks out. Oh, I think like, I got a little video of it. I'll send it to you. I, I, yeah. I withheld a little bit of information from you. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
yeah, the, the crowd cheers and like he comes out, he sits down. Um, this panel had no moderator. So it's just John at a microphone. And he's like, hey, everybody, how's it going? And everybody's <laughs> like, oh, he's like, uh, anybody here from Los Angeles? And he does kind of like the anybody from out of town thing. Who's here from any people from England? He's like calling out different countries and stuff. And um, high energy. I mean, John Carpenter, high energy. Like, he, okay, yeah, he was into it. He was yes, into it. He seemed genuinely happy to be there and excited. Uh, there okay. was there was a bounce the in his first. step. Like his voice was energetic. He was laughing, um, and he was just like, "All right, let's just get this shit going. Who's got questions? What do you got?" And like the whole thing just kind of turned into a, a Q and A session. But then every uh-huh. once in a while, he'd be like, "You know, we need to get somebody else on this stage. Who who do we got?" He's like. And then, like they had like a little door at the corner. He's like, "All right, get, bring PJ out here." And then like uh, I think actually think Nick Castle came out first. Um, mm-hmm. And then so guests would slowly start trickling in, kind of one by mm-hmm. one. And they're and everybody's like, "Jamie Lee Curtis is gonna be the last one. They're gonna bring out Jamie Lee." And everybody's like, "Oh God, what's gonna happen?" Uh, and they talked about uh, like when Nick Castle came out. You're doing out, that D Wallace thing, dude. You're drawing me in. I'm getting closer <laughs> to my uh, monitor. So she like, taught you a little acting. Uh, I'm pulling you in. Now I'm going to push back a little bit on you. Uh-huh. No, pull um, and push, pull and push. Uh, and what was cool was when they brought out each guest, that guest would then engage John a little bit and like share stories and ask questions. So they'd have a little back and forth and then they'd go back to the audience. And that was kind of the way the, the format worked. So. Okay. Nick. So about how many guests did they pull pull up? Because uh, I mean, Nick Castle, PJ Souls, uh, was Malik Akkad? Malik Akkad came up at the very beginning, which I actually thought this was kind of cool. Uh, when John first came out, he answered a couple questions, and he's like, he looks out, and Malik's sitting in the front row, and he's like, "Dude, what are you doing down there? Like, you need to be up here with me." Mm-hmm. And he's like, "No, no, 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 no. This is all you." And he's like, "Dude, get your ass up here." So Malik came up, and he only stayed for probably five minutes or so, and like, mostly he just kind of told some John stories. Uh, one that was kind of mm. funny is like one of the first interactions He's like, you've known me since I was very young, uh, you know, from my dad and everything. He's like, but, but the, one of the first times I ever had to engage with you professionally was when the notorious B.I.G. I think this was actually after he had passed away. They were re- releasing like a, a posthumous album or something. They want to sample the Halloween theme for one of his songs and they, they want to get your permission to do it. He's like, and I was so scared to call you to call him? <laughs> and to ask you about it. And John's like, you're making this up. This never happened. He's like, this totally happened. You just don't remember. And he's like, whatever. He's like, and John was like, did I ask you like if they were going to pay me? He's like, of course you asked me if they were going to pay you. That was your only question. He's like, I was, you were like, how much are they going to pay me? And I told you the number and you went, yeah, that sounds good. Do it. <laughs> he's like, and that was it. He's like, but I was so scared to call you. Um, but when Nick Castle came out, they were, um, you know, talking about directing and, and John, and he did this with everybody was very complimentary about like building Nick up. He's like, Hey, for those, you know, Nick, Nick is not only a talented writer, but he's a great director. And you, you yeah. know, he's like, who's seen the last Starfighter?" And he talked about major pain. He's like, this guy's done stuff. He's super talented. <laughs> yeah. Um, the boy who could fly. Yeah. And Nick was like, well, John, like everybody kept kept you know speculating like are you ever going to direct again and you finally like told us the answer is yes like you got your your show that's coming out mm-hmm. and john was like ah oh, i don't want to talk about that i want to talk about that and he's like ah come on tell us what's going on so I, we talked about this a little bit in our last episode so i did get a little a little bit more information about what john's direction involvement mm-hmm. was with this tv project and oh, what's the name of it um urban it was suburban Sub- suburban nightmares or i don't know yeah. Um, but this is weird. He's like, this was the easiest directing job I've ever had in my entire life. 
did it fall in line with what my theory was? No. Uh, but okay. he still didn't give, I mean, he's John Carpenter, so he's always somewhat cryptic and doesn't give a ton of information, but he's like, yeah. I directed a group of, you know, talented people in, I can't even remember what country, it was somewhere in Europe. Mm-hmm. And I did it from my living room. He's like, Jesus I had Christ. a monitor like set up in my house. They had one there. I could see everything they were doing. And then we would just interact remotely. He's like, so yes, I directed That's awesome. it, but it was completely 100% remote. Virtual. And I could do it right from my, he's like, I would just roll out of bed, direct, and then go back. He's like, it was super he's easy. He's like, sometimes I didn't even have fucking pants on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. My dick was out. <laughs> One scene, I was rock hard. Nobody even knew. Because they could only see me waist up. <laughs> That's cool. Uh, yeah, so that was kind of neat. And then, um, you know, they took some questions. He talked about music. Uh, he's got a... Uh, what did, they, did they talk about their band? They, somebody did ask that. Like, when are we going to get a Coupe de Ville's reunion? He's like, uh-huh. we, Never. he said something like we had talked about at one point, like re-recording uh, our first album. He's like, the but album, I don't yeah. think that's going to happen. And Tommy, I think at this point, Tommy Lee Wallace was also on the stage and he was like, yeah, cause yeah, it's those three, right? Yeah. And he's like, we haven't uh, practiced in quite some time. So I don't, I, he's like, and we're all old. I think that ship has sailed. Yeah. Uh, but John did say uh, uh, he's going to do some more soundtrack stuff. He didn't say what, but he's like, yeah, I got some more music that's in the works. He's like, my anthology volume two comes out very soon. Uh, it's mm-hmm. funny. I actually just got uh, a little bit ago um, a notification that mine is out for delivery. So it's probably in my mailbox right now. Nice. Yeah. I don't think it's actually even out yet at this point that we're recording. I think it comes out like they the end know, of the week. They know that you saw John Carpenter. So they're like, we're going to get David his We're going to get it to him a day late. <laughs> so he couldn't take it with him. Uh, uh, so they're talking about their music. He's going to do some soundtracks. His album's coming out. Yeah. So just, uh, you know, kind of just kind of what's around the corner. And then they brought out like um, John Michael uh, Graham and played Bob. Graham. They brought him out. Um, a few others. Uh, but it was very just Q&A heavy, which mm-hmm. was okay. okay. I, and I also understand like I got a feeling this was kind of a last minute thing. Yeah. I think John was a hard no for a long time on the show. And I think they had to scramble a little bit to put something together when he said he was coming. Yeah. And it was funny, like while I was in the, um, like seating, waiting for the, waiting for him to come out, he was in the convention hall. So I'm following online, yeah. like, Oh my God, he John's out here. he's, he's mm-hmm. talking to so-and-so. And I guess he would just walk around. Like he wasn't signing autographs or anything, but he was just talking with people and he'd stop at different tables of actors that he worked with and hug and chat for a few minutes. Yeah. So as people kept coming out, it, at the end, he was like, at this point, uh, the panel was scheduled, I think, from four to five. It was like 3.40. And he's like, well, I think that about does it. Um, he was scheduled oh, from four to five and it was 4.30? I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, okay. It was like, yeah, about four, uh, 4.40-ish, 4.30, okay. 4.35, somewhere in there, where there was still time left. And he was like, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I think that about does it um, unless, um, yeah, I think, I think that's about it. So thank you all for coming and uh, I, I appreciate you very much and have a great rest of the day. And he got up and he left. <laughs> and that was, and that it. was it. That was it. No, no Jamie Lee no Curtis. Jamie Lee. So Aww. I was like, well, it's going to be a long drive back to Phoenix. Because <laughs> like my hope was that when he cut it off at the 20 minute mark, part of me was super bummed. I was like, okay, no Jamie Lee, but I was like, this motherfucker's going to sign. Like, and yeah. I was hoping they were going to get somebody on the mic and be like, all right, VIPs stay right where you are. 
And they were just going to like have us go right, you know, have just go down the line and, and sign something for everybody. But alas, it was not meant to be. And then there were several people, myself included, who, uh, I don't know if you've ever hung out like behind a venue, like after a concert in hopes of yeah. chatting with somebody or getting an autograph or whatever. Uh, I was one of those. So me and like uh, maybe 10 other people were just kind of loitering in the hall, hoping that John would come back through the door. Uh-huh. He did not. And security <laughs> kicked us out. <laughs> so then I was like, well, before I take my walk of shame uh, back to my car, I guess I'll walk the convention hall one more time just to see maybe he went back in there and maybe he's walking around uh, yeah. doing some shit. So I walk around and I'm kind of looking. I don't see him or anything. And then um, I see kind of a crowd of people over around Nick Castle. And actually, I was already walking that way. I was like, if he's at anybody's table, he's going to be at Nick's table. So I just sent you a text. I don't know if you if you got it. Yeah, um, I got it. So I walk over and sure as shit, there he is. And as you can see from the photo I've sent you, I am right in right front of in him. in front of him. Like mm-hmm. there's one person in front of me holding an action figure. And uh-huh. there was a swarm of people behind me and all around me. All of us are holding shit up when we all got our markers like, John, 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 will you sign our stuff? And I was so close. My hands were shaking. And uh, and John was just kind of chatting with people at his uh, table. Like Diva uh, Taylor came up and uh, he talked to her for a little bit and signed like a little book that she had or something. Mm-hmm. And uh, he turned and he kind of looked at everybody. He's like, hey, what are you, what's up, everybody? What, what are y'all doing here? And people were like, John, John, can you sign our stuff? And he did kind of the Jedi wave, like, nope, not signing <laughs> anything. Um, and then he kind of just chatted uh, with a couple of people, uh, just random guests. Like he would ask them questions and he had called a yeah. couple people over like, oh, where are you from and all that stuff. Uh, I was yeah. not one of those people. Um, and you then, didn't hold up your, your pinball thing. And I go, I got oh, this pinball. I, I didn't say anything about it. I was holding it. Like I was like... <laughs> John, please sign this. Dude, in that moment, I thought, like, when I got that close to him, I was like, I'm going to get... It's going to happen. It's going, it's this gonna is happen. actually going to happen. I'm going to get John's signature on my pinball glass. And then he, like, walked behind the curtain, and he was gone. And he was gone. <laughs> and then security kicked us out. <laughs> <laughs> it would have been nice if you could have been like, oh, there was somebody that I was friendly with who could get close to him, like a celebrity, and like I could say, hey, will you do this for me? Will you go yeah, up to Yeah, 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 get him to sign this. Like go to PJ Souls and be like, hey, can you do me this favor? Can you go up to John and see if he'll sign this? Speaking of PJ she... Souls, uh, when I got kicked out, as mm-hmm. I was wheeling my shit out, heading towards my my car, uh, I did walk out with PJ Souls uh, and David Michael Graham, uh, mm-hmm. who were like both leaving at the same time, and I like thanked them both uh for everything you should have been like wish them safe travels or yeah, john michael well, graham it was a good story you told <laughs> i thought there was going to be a payoff but I, I guess i just got the payoff that you got which was yep. blue balls a lot of build up and then a lot of nothing <laughs> so i then i walked back uh the half mile or so to my car with the, the sad charlie brown music playing <laughs> Lucy Lucy pulled that fucking football out from under you. She pulled it so good. But you want to know something? Here's the deal. John Carpenter is not elusive. He does do signings from time to time. So there will be an opportunity, although John Carpenter is also getting old. Yeah. Yeah, it's getting tougher and tougher. And he's actually doing one in L.A. coming up that he does every year where uh, if you get in on it, he'll sign one item. And I wanted to do it this year. I was planning on doing it, but this year, and this is the first time they've ever done this, they've changed it to, yeah, before you could buy a ticket, but you could buy the ticket online. 
you have to buy the mm-hmm. ticket in person. So I would have to drive to LA, buy a ticket, drive home, and then come back like the week that you don't know anybody in LA that'll buy a ticket for you. Uh, I don't know how that works. I don't know if they check ID or what, but yeah, doubtful, doubtful. So, but hopefully I'll get another chance. So then I took yeah. the long ass drive uh, back from Phoenix. So I got home about 11 o'clock last night. Oh yeah. You were there late. Yeah. See, I thought you were leaving earlier. No. In fact, you texted me at one point. You said, are you home yet? I hadn't even left yet. I was still, in, oh, I was still there. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and you were like, I heard John Carpenter signed up, uh, showed up, uh, but didn't sign. You said something like that, and I want to be like, Yeah. Well, at that point, uh, I hadn't actually gone back and like been fa- like face to face with him. That part hadn't happened yet, but I was like, It's not well, over yet. Yeah, it's not over yet. Yeah, I, I, you gave it the good old college try, David, I and did. I'm proud of you for doing <laughs> that. Yeah, you got some cojones on you, and you were trying. Um, but. Uh, but, you know, because if he signs one person's stuff, he's got to sign everybody's. And uh, Oh, I total, totally get it. Yeah, I wasn't pissed off. I wasn't like, how dare he? Like, I get it. <laughs> I, 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 I'm imagining the reason why John uh, Carpenter was in a good mood was because he didn't have to do the signing shit. Probably. Yeah. You know? And he did genuinely seem like he was in a good mood. Yeah, and if you're going to do a signing, John Carpenter signing, like, it's really one of those things like your Rain Wilson thing. Like, they should just sell tickets for yeah. that. And yeah, have people or, and he have his or own make it like room. a VIP exclusive or something. My only gripe, and yeah. it's not really even a gripe, I, a wish. I mm. just wish that they had been, uh, the show, I wish they had been a bit more transparent. Like posting like, hey, John Carpenter's going to be here tomorrow for the panel. That's true. But I wish they had specified like this is going to be a panel only thing. Like there's not going to be a signing. In their defense, all they said was he's going to be there for a panel. Well, that's, that's, what didn't say, that's what I'm saying. Oh, there's a possibility. No, I, yeah, I just, I wish they had been just a, a little more clear about how that was going to work. Yeah. I wish, the, yeah, and yeah, there's a few, few communication things are really my only gripes about the show. I saw a lot of people saying negative things. Um, I'm not going to be one of those people. Overall, I thought Horror Hound, Sean Clark, all the organizers, I thought they did a phenomenal job. Um, it sounds like it. It sounds like it was a great show and it was an opportunity. Think about fans like yourself. And you had a shitload of stuff to, to, that you wanted to get signed. Think about the ability that you had to get all that shit done in one day, one afternoon, David, one yeah. morning. I got most and of that shit done within, I think, three or four hours. To have a convention like that for people that are so fanatical about a film series, you know, we don't have one for Friday the 13th. We don't have one for Nightmare on Elm Street. Um, we have this for Halloween. And there are people that are just so fanatical about it. And there's the ability to get these people together so that you can listen to them talk, share their memories, share their stories, sign shit for you, get exclusive to that convention. Think about how much that takes to organize. Oh, yeah. There's so many moving parts and then dealing with cancellations and last minute additions and all that stuff and dealing with, you know, a bunch of a bunch of nerds. And a bunch of, you know, people that probably aren't as pleasant to deal with as you were when they get told no, or when they get told you got to stand up and you got to walk away. And there's a lot of that that goes in there. There's going to be the haters. And I wasn't there at the convention, but everything that you're telling me sounds like it went off without a hitch. I've gone to Horror Hound in, in Cincinnati, and I know that they did a really good job there. So I'm imagining that with Sean's help. Uh, in California, they they did another good job. So yeah, I got everything I wanted that was on the menu. 
basically yep. <laughs> except for except for when people cancel but people cancel for various reasons yeah, and that's and we not about yeah this. that's completely outside their control and there were some people that like, yeah. were whining about stuff like that it's like dude these are people yeah. things happen these are people yeah they're not they're not fucking they don't uh, live to please you no, and no, and i'm sure the majority of them want to be there because it's a big money oper- uh, money making opportunity for them oh for certain <laughs> but john carpenter doesn't need the money jamie Lee curtis not. for sure no. shit doesn't need the money and, uh, you know, she did the signing a couple of years ago. I think it was at, uh, Halloween was, 35 or no, 40 it was, a, years. it was a horror hound thing, a horror hound. Yeah. And she, she did that. Um, and I think all of her proceeds went to charity. They like, did. She doesn't do this kind of stuff often. And when she does, it's like all goes to charity. She's a very, uh, benevolent. Is that the right word? Um, very Except benevolent Halloween person. Except Halloween fans. Uh, <laughs> I saw a lot of people whining like, oh, how dare she like thumb her nose oh, at us. That. Like, Dude, you know what? She just won the fucking Oscar. She's probably, uh, she's well, first of all, she's picketing. I told you, you should have fucking <laughs> taken your shit down to the picket line. Uh, found out where she was from her from her Instagram. She's always posting where she is on that shit. It's just um, like, it would, had she shown up, it would have been fantastic. But like, I'm not going to talk shit. It's, I just think it's funny no. when people are like, oh, I love Jamie Lee so much. It would be so amazing if she showed up. And then she doesn't, fuck Jamie Lee Curtis. Like, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's ridiculous. Like, you sound exactly. like a fool. Like, do. Whatever. Like, she wasn't whatever. there. Not, life goes on, man. Like, it's fine. Like, I've seen people like that act like their entire weekend was ruined because they didn't get John Carpenter or Jamie Lee Curtis to sign. And, and, and all of it was rumor and innuendo anyway, that they, that they were going to be there. They never announced it. And think about all the people you did get to meet and the panels and the conversations that you had. And like, yeah, the nice interactions that you had with like a Tom Atkins or a Dick Warlock or a fucking Nick Castle or even a fucking, I don't even know who, that was just a minor character, you know, yeah. like Marty Yablins, like, you know, it's who like gets fucking opportunities. No. Like, it, no. it's, it's silly. Like, so when Halloween 50 comes around, I will 100% be there. And I'm going to tell you this. I'm making this declaration right now. I've already, well, my wife wanted me to go to 45. She was like, <laughs> she was ready to buy me the plane ticket. And Aww. I was like, no, we're not going to go. Uh, but I'm making this declaration right now. I will be at Halloween 50. Yes. And hopefully and I will be there um, with you. everybody that was at this one will still be around. <laughs> Hopefully they will. I, I'm not going to go balls out, though. I'm not going to be like, oh, I'm going to get a mask and get all these people to sign it. I, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to go just for the f- fucking fun yeah. of it. And I, I want to go for fun. And, and I'll probably be more in that along those lines, too. Just having gotten so many people this time around, like next time should be a lot more relaxing. Yeah. Probably a lot cheaper. Cool. Well, David, they, I mean, we've been recording for a long time. We even had to take a break. <laughs> <laughs> at one point <laughs> chipotle oh because i have explosive diarrhea now <laughs> we're not quite done with the episode this is going to be an extra extra long episode Dude, i thought this was, was going to be a short episode turned out to be long no we had a lot of t- lot to talk about see i told you we could do episodes like this where we don't have movies we can talk we <laughs> you and i can talk that's true uh you could split it up into two parts even if you wanted to um or you could just do one long ass episode and halloween say, 45 ends <laughs> no um, one episode but uh, because it was David's birthday, I did send him a gift. He got Aww. it last week and I told him, Hey, you know what? We're going to record anyway. So why don't you just wait to open it? Uh, not that, listen, you're going to open it and be like, that's it. This motherfucker, <laughs> that, you made me wait this fucking long. But I'm going to tell you something. All right. Uh, a little bit before you open it. Um, mm. I, I thought long and hard about what to get you for your birthday. And, and what do you get somebody who a has anything that they want? 
you know, and be, if they want something, they just go out and get it. Like there's not a lot that I could provide, give to you that you don't already have. Um, Your friendship is all I need. Well, that's what's in the box, David. (laughs) No no deal. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I, so I had to like take it upon myself to like kind of make you something. Oh my God. So um, given our recent foray into a hobby Mm. um that's what inspired me to uh make you the following thing so you can go ahead and open it and you you got to talk your way through it david this isn't a visual uh (laughs) medium here i'm opening the box it came in a box i've pre-cut the tape all right there's two things in there oh as i say is this padding that's like I, somebody sent it to me. It's like a puppy pad, like pee pad. It's covered in piss. <laughs> this is soaked in dog urine. Somebody, I ordered something from somebody on eBay, and that's what they sent me. So I'm like, I will send it to David. Uh, this smells like it's a pee pee pad for a puppy. All right, we got a couple of VHS tapes. Oh, okay, it says Sony six hours premium on premier. I think that's French. <laughs> Trailer Park, a collection of horror trailers. Oh, that's awesome on VHS. Okay, so I made this. I downloaded, it's two hours long. It's over two hours long. Of movie trailers? Of 80s movie trailers, horror movies. Uh, 70s, 80s, I don't think there's any 90s. 70s and 80s uh, trailers for movies. uh, And I downloaded them all. I edited them what? all together and I also put like different ads for VHS like you what? know like come down to Bob's VHS uh, I found all those online I put it together it's um like I, it's, it's about two hours long maybe a little bit longer than that um and then I took it from my computer and recorded it onto uh, VHS for you I will post that video on our YouTube channel too so everybody can oh, watch sweet. And have that rolling or whatever and be in higher quality too. But I thought your Halloween party's coming up soon. You can just pop that that bad boy in or whenever. Yeah. I pop it in sometimes and just have it rolling in the background. that's fucking awesome. Thank you so much. That's way cooler than anything (laughs) store-bought. Dude, yeah. I still have to put all my shit away today, so guess what I'll be watching as I do that? (laughs) You have to let me know what you think of it. Uh, And a lot of thought went through it. Uh, mm-hmm. by the way, like to download all that shit and edit it all together was not, um, I don't know how to do that. Yeah. Anyway. And then the second Thank thing, you. you're welcome. Oh, sweet. All right. So this is a, uh, Halloween 2018 VHS and it's got the yes. horror sticker on the front and it's got the three day rental sticker and it's in like a <laughs> clamshell type style box. Awesome. <laughs> Uh, that, and that is, I, I, I made that too. Made well, this? I didn't make the, I didn't make the artwork. I had to order the artwork, um, because I could have, but I was just like, I'll have someone else do it. Um, but I did, uh, I recorded the movie. Dude, that's badass. So I had to play the movie on my computer and record it to the, uh, VCR. <laughs> is it in uh, macro so it vision? Is, it's, uh, <laughs> no, it's in a widescreen though. Okay. Um, that's cool. But I thought, uh, yeah, I don't think a full screen version even exists. I wouldn't think. No, I wouldn't think. Um, and I wasn't about to like be like, oh. Can I'll you try reformat to this to fit my screen? <laughs> <laughs> and put that at the not. beginning that the film's been modified from its original version. <laughs> it has I'm- not been modified. <laughs> uh, but it plays. I have a copy of it as well. Awesome. Um, I think I have a copy. 
I might not have made myself a copy of that one. I made myself a copy of the trailers one, um, but I did not. I don't think I made a copy of the other one. Mm, I'll have to dub it for you if you want one. But but there you go. Uh, You can put those in your collection. I thought they would look good, especially the Halloween one I thought would look good. Hell yeah. And I'll take pictures of these as well, and I'll post them. Um, Something we don't talk about very often. uh, We always mention that we have this werewolves.com website where you can like read our reviews and stuff. But that's also where we post all of our podcast episodes that feed to all the podcast catchers. And each one has the same write-up that you'll find like in where, wherever you're listening to us. But we also, in each uh, episode, we've got pictures that typically go along with it. Usually it's just stills from the movie. But like in episodes like this, like I'll post photos of like, you know, uh, what happened at of the him, convention. Of and, him being two feet away from John Carpenter and not getting, <laughs> and not getting anything signed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so disappointing oh you know it's funny this morning as i was starting to put away some of my stuff my markers uh my paint pens and stuff i was putting them away and i noticed the silver one the cap was missing and i was Uh-oh. like oh shit and it, i remember when i was at john carpenter like right in front of him trying to like dislocate my other shoulder <laughs> to like get to my markers behind me and I remember struggling pulling the silver one out because I was like, I'm just going to, and I wanted it in Sharpie, but I was like, fuck it. Yeah. This is all I have on me is a paint pen. So I eventually got it out. So I assumed, I was like, I must have dropped the paint or the uh, the pen cap while doing that. But then today when we took our little break and I was getting a burrito, I found it on the floor of my car. Oh, the mar- nice. <laughs> the marker is very much dried out and ruined. <laughs> i to buy a new silver paint pen. Oh. Whatever. Well, that's cool, man. <laughs> All right. Well, that was Halloween 45 and David's birthday. If you want to, happy birthday, David. Thanks, if you buddy. want to contact us in any way, shape, or form, uh, David, how can they contact us? Uh, search the Swearwolves on pretty much every single social media platform. Uh, our name is the Swearwolves on everything but Instagram. And on that one, just search the Swearwolves podcast. As I said earlier, you can go to our website, theswearwolves.com, where there's all sorts of stuff. You can email us at contact at theswearwolves.com, or you can leave us a voicemail at 623-282-1851. So for the Swearwolves this week, I'm Brett. I'm David. And someday, David, you will get John Carpenter to sign your back glass. I hope so. What a magical day that would be. second i just gotta pull my what did i do list head out of your ass yeah i gotta get my head out of my ass out of my asshole that's right that's what i did yesterday that's what i did less than 24 hours ago (laughs) (laughs) okay